That's Brian Norcross. Oh! Do you ever wish that your family and friends knew their Bible verses better? Well, I have the answer to your prayers. From the makers of You Sank My Martyr comes a game the whole family can enjoy. Crucifixion! Crucifixion is not just fun to play, but it forces everyone to know their Bible. And it's easy to play. First, someone picks a word or phrase from the Bible, and the rest of the group takes turns trying to spell it. But be careful. If you pick a wrong letter, your little Jesus doll gets nailed. Um, I'll take a guess. Um, how about a K? Nope. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. After three nails and one spear to the chest, everyone loses. But don't worry, in three days you can play again. So run down to your local Crucifixion toy store and grab up your very own copy of Crucifixion. Why not play tonight? Comes with a small Jesus doll, nails, and a tiny spear. Fake blood, wooden cross, and hammer not included. Crucifixion, a product of Trinity Brothers. All right. Hey, happy Ash Wednesday, too. Make sure you get those ashes on your forehead and get off to see Mel Gibson, man. That's what it's all about. Well, he is he actually in it? I oh, that's right. Know. The only part that he's in is when he's driving the nails through the... Oh, uh, right. Palm of Jesus, which, by the way, I hate to tell you this, Mel, but all these scholars will tell you that crucifixions during that period of time, they always uh, put the nails through their wrist, See. which would have been the only way to make sure that they stayed on the cross, because if you drove the nail through the palm of the hand, right. unfortunately for the victim, they would, like, uh, come excruciatingly uh, falling down. Too flimsy. Exactly. Unless, of course, you got those good Jesus super nails that you're getting at the Home Depot these days for 16.95 or whatever they are. Get your nails and go out to see the Passion of uh, the Yoshki, please. You know, I just uh, have a change in plan, I think, for today. We don't have time to build this other pool. Okay. This, the, the second pool we were going to do today, the movie thing. We'll do that tomorrow. There you go, Eric. It'll make your life easy today. I bet you he just breathed a big sigh of relief, you know. <laughs> Probably cut one of these, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Careful. I apologize. I don't want to start out with that. We'll sneak those in a little bit later. We'll Season. sneak them in and maybe maybe even sneak one out, <coughs> a wet one. But anyway, so we'll just do the first pool. Now, let's get to, uh, well, first the bad news. Uh, and, again, on the news, it's like, well, they, oh, look at that. Look at that William Donahue. He had that look on his face like a crazy man, like uh, Renfield. Gee, like a crazy Dracula. man. Dracula. Wow, 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 wow. Just foaming at the mouth. William Donahue, president of the Catholic League. Just calm him down. Give him some doggy down. Did you see the look on his puss? Yep. Wow, just brandishing the teeth like a like a dog in heat, like a anyway, like a pit bull. Anyway, Americans and their Iraqi allies were targets of fresh violence today. Is a question mark home over the political future of the country? A U.S. military helicopter crashed into a river west of Baghdad. The military said, killing two more service members. A witness reported seeing a missile hit the aircraft. It brought the number of U.S. deaths in Iraq to 547 with the crash. The U.S. military has lost 15 copters since the occupation began and made mostly to hostile fire. At least 60 Americans have been killed in those crashes. Elsewhere, gunmen assassinated the deputy police chief in the northern city of Mosul uh, yesterday, or today rather, and militants warned of further attacks on Iraqi security forces and Kurdish militiamen accusing them of protecting the infidel Americans. So the beat goes on. And while Americans are dying every day, and like I said, it barely even makes the news, there are only two things that people are concerned about now in America. Uh, we're not even concerned about Janet, although uh, Michael Powell still is. The bigger-than-life Michael Powell that you'll see a very lovely picture of on our website. The only things they care about are uh, making sure that we put bigotry into the Constitution. That's number one. Right. And number two, let's go see Yoshki get the crucified. Let's go see some good old-fashioned Mel Gibson uh, violence at the movies. we got something much more pleasing to look at on our website today. It's uh, Monica Bellucci, who just she. turned 40 years old, by the way. Did she? Or no, she will turn in September. 
You know what day in September? About 30, man. Yeah. I see. She was born in Città de Castello in Perugia. You looked it Chita up? Città de Castello. No, it's right. Well, it's on my uh, IMBD. Oh. Now, I wanted to see a list of the movies she made. Now, she's currently working on one called She Hate Me, not to be confused with He Hate Me. Okay. Brothers Grimm. Agent Secrets. The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Oh, no, she's... where she plays Mary Magdalene. Well, there you are. I thought Mary Magdalene was married to James Carville. <laughs> Matrix Revolutions, Enter the Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, Tears of the Sun, Recordate di Me. A lot of men Italian. Oh, look at yeah, this. A los que aman. She's got one in Espanol. How do you like that? She gets around. And Ultimo Capodanno. L'Ultimo Capodanno. They got Irreversible listed on there, don't they? Come mi, mi voi, I beg your pardon? Come and she was what? also in the apartment. She was in the snowball. She was in a whole bunch of stuff. But she's in uh, The Passion of the Christ. So it's very appropriate that we have a lovely nude picture of Monica Bellucci on NeilRogers.com today. Right, the ass to ass with uh, Roland uh, Michael Powell. You realize that we're just hanging on by the skin of our teeth? We had a near miss and nobody even told us about it. Did you know that? With an asteroid? Yes. Yeah, I knew about it. Astronomers have revealed how they came within minutes of alerting the world to a potential asteroid strike last month. So you better watch your asteroid. By the way, as George Carlin pointed out, that was a near hit. A near miss is when you get hit. Oh. Some scientists believe on 13th of January that a 30-millimeter object, later designated 2004 AS-1, had a 1 in 4 chance of hitting the planet within 36 hours. Let's see, 30 millimeters would be what? Is it like 10 feet? 30 millimeters? 30 meters, rather. Oh, oh, no, uh, meters longer than a yard, so about 40 yards. Wow. No. Oh, really? Yeah. That's 120 feet. It okay. could have caused local devastation. The researchers contemplated to call to President Bush before new data finally showed there was no danger. Thank the Lord. He must have been watching out for the Earth. The procedures for raising the alarm in such circumstances are now being revised. At the time, the President's team would have been putting the final touches to a speech he was due to make the following day. At the headquarters of NASA, the U.S. Space Agency, in it he planned to reset the course of manned spaceflight, sending it back to the moon and on to Mars, but it could have had something very different to say if we'd have had this little problem. Una problema. Bubba's firing call preemptive maneuver. Got the whole story now on Bubba Love Sponge. Better give the poll result from yesterday first. We had a uh, lot of votes. Lot and lot, lots of votes. 1906, you ready for that? Over 1900 votes. Excellent. What's your take on the much-hyped Mel Gibson, The Passion of the Christ movie? There's James Cavazell. About 20 minutes from right now, David Starrett at the Christian Science Monitor will take a different view of the movie. And this Saturday, there's a special edition of CNN Presents, The Mystery of Jesus. The Mystery of Jesus this Saturday. Boy, I'll tell you, the Jesus Christers are having a busy week. That's because it's Ash Wednesday today, and we got Lent. Can that be Lent? A lot of people are looking at Monica Bellucci and saying, Hey, Monica, can those be Lent? But anyway. What's your take on a much-hyped Mel Gibson, Passion of the Christ, Yoshki movie, is our question. 1,909 votes. They're just continuing to pile in here. I will see it. 412, 21.5. Well, get busy. It's uh, out today. Get busy. Even the Pope would be proud of this marketing. 308. He's a piker compared to this. I mean, nobody has ever marketed anything. Forget about movie. Anything else like this thing. Even with all its amazing inaccuracies, and it's just nonstop violence and grotesque, gratuitous crap. But anyway... Uh, I might see it if I hear it's good, 278. Oh, it's sensational. You better get off your ass and go see it right now if you want to get saved, if you want to be on the right side of the Lord. 
I wouldn't watch it if they paid me 278. Mel Gibson and his father are both Nazis, 267. I think they may have a point. Uh, I definitely won't see it, 265. And non-believers should just ignore it, 101 out of 1909. I like that number, 1909. Hey, there's your buddy, the mayor. He's a good guy. Oh, he's great. The Constitution of the United States of America. I'll tell you one thing. He'll be president someday. Gavin Newsom, the mayor of San Francisco. He's a good-looking guy. He's articulate. He's married with a real wife. And he's just, uh, he makes all the sense in the world. And you can't, they hand him on, oh, well, I don't want to see those screaming fruit flies, please. <laughs> no. See, I, I know this comes as a shock to you. I know a lot of gay people, I don't know any of them who look like those that they keep showing on my TV. In fact, I think that they're stunt gay people. Oh, you know yes, I mean? you do. You work in this building sometimes. Freaky Carlos is who you're thinking of, I'm sure. I think you owe an apology to all the people who work uh, who are in that scene. <laughs> that obscene? At any rate, so who's Art Riley? Does anybody in this audience have any idea who Art Riley is, who was at WIOD? He got fired by Cheap Channel. Pete Bolger followed him in the parking lot on the way out to his car to make sure he got the hell out of there, is the rumor that we're hearing. The assassin, Pete Bolger, fires another one. Maybe somebody will tell us who Art Riley was from WYOD. No kin to Rick Riley, although Suds did tell us the news. Thanks, Suds. Suds is on top of it. He keeps his uh, tentacles out the window. He's got nothing nothing else to do besides watch old reruns of Star Trek. Bubba's firing called a preemptive maneuver. Tampa, all hard rock, no harsh words. This from the Tampa Tribune. Yesterday morning, 98 Rock listeners awakened. Uh, look at that. There is not one person who has any idea who Art Riley was. I would have thought no. right away we'd had a couple lines ringing out of picked up and said, Oh, well, Art Riley used to do uh, yada, yada, whatever. Nobody has any idea who that is or was on WYOD. That's very disconcerting. That means that maybe nobody listens to WYOD, except, of course, when Rush is on and maybe the Schmidtmeister. On yesterday morning, 98 Rock listeners awakened to a channel airing Incubus, not the gravel. Oh, no, they're not playing Incubus. Not the gravel-voiced antics of the station's hugely popular and notoriously nasty morning drive disc jockey. Make that former morning drive disc jockey. Bubba Love Sponge Clem. Well, we already did this uh, thing yesterday. The decision came as an executive with Clear Channel Communications, the San Antonio-based company that owns WXTB, more than 1,200 radio stations nationwide, prepares for a Capitol Hill appearance tomorrow. Following this? Okay. WQM, Art Riley line. Hello. Bubba Love Sponge Clem. Well, we already did this. Hello. This is Joe. Yes, sir. You know who Art Riley is? WQM, hello. Magic sucks. WQM, hello. Neil, yes. Art Riley was the morning news anchor on IOD. Oh, so who cares about that, right? Yeah, exactly. But, but he's the, not, he ain't no more. Yeah, but, you know, Pete Bulger's such a prick anyway that, uh, what would you expect? The guy that sits there and reads news off of cue cards gets canned in the parking lot. I heard about that story, too. Did you? Yeah, I did. From, oh, I heard that story, yeah. Yeah, I followed him right out to the car. Apparently some shouting and some yelling back and forth at each other. You know, just in, in, in typical Pete Bulger style. Mm. You know, he's such a what nice a bastard. guy. What an assassin. He really is. Too bad he didn't go out in the parking lot and get run over by a Mack truck. That would be good. That would be the greatest day of my life. Oh, uh, absolutely. That would just make headlines all well, over. Give us a call when that happens. Let us know. I'd be happy to, and I'll honk the horn as I'm running him over. <laughs> okay, thanks. Right, bye. In fact, I get, I'll, I'll get over there to that uh, rental place right now. <laughs> all right. I'll get, we'll get back to this, because it's so obvious that they're doing this, um, a preemptive maneuver. It kind of, it kind of reminds me, I don't want to like, you know, make any accusations, but it kind of reminds me of somebody else. I'll take your children. I'll sell them to some Haitians. You know what I mean? It kind of smells, it, it kind of smells of the same aroma as Pharrell's canning. 
and it's going to be really interesting in the current environment to see. See, you can be two things in this business now under the current uh, atmosphere. There are two things you cannot afford to be. They both begin with S. It's the old SS again, which they seem to be all over the place these days with the Bush people. And the SS, stubborn and stupid. You can't afford to be either one of those. See what I'm saying? How about stupid? You can't afford to be stubborn or stupid. 10:13 at 5:60 WQAM. I guess I'll give real. No, I won't. Don't have time. Hey, it's the last mortgage you'll ever need. The only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are just incredible. You pay zero closing costs, zero application fees, zero credit bureau fee, and even zero discounted points. Get yourself the new low interest rate. It's unbeatable at just 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are just 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, you pay only 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance and get a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you'll never, ever pay closing costs again. So call toll-free that new number, 1-866-395-LEND. And get the low-rate mortgage you deserve and then move to your next property with no further cost or expense. You pay zero underwriting fee, zero dock fees, zero closing costs, even when you move to another property. Get yourself the new low-rate financing of just 1.25% with the only one mortgage from Financial Group and never, ever pay closing costs again. Call them today for details. There's no obligation. Call toll-free 1-866-395-LEND. That's 1-866-395-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Restrictions do apply. Rates are subject to change monthly. 4.21 APR. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Howard David's a bitch. Closing time. We, we, we. Thanks for tuning in, man. Neil Rogers is next. Okay, dude. See you later, man. See you, Joe. Those are my donuts. They're yours now. You touched them. That cootie. Get out of my way, man. I said out of my way. Oh, that's great. There's a fight. What's going on? Now all of you, cut that out. Get Dave Carlos in here. Okay. By the way, something, Greg. What is it, Mo? How's it you'll pay Mr. Jingle Balls and reception more than anybody else here? Well, who better to represent an all-gay sport hole station? And besides, she frightens me. All right, everyone. Let's break this up right now or I'll show you my balls. Yeah. Okay. I'm out of here. Tomorrow. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Oh, you've seen them then. Oh, no. I've only heard you tell. <laughs> 1018 at 560. So here's a fact that says Art Riley was also the person Joey Reynolds replaced on QM Mornings. I am that hemorrhoid. Oh, yeah. Real pain in the ass. Joey Reynolds. How distressing and what bad memories that brings back. Anyway, here's today's poll, which we already got uh, 52 votes on there. The thing was up there just uh, silently. So something's going on. Anyway, here's the poll. Now, before I give you the poll... Before I give you my poll, CNN has taken a similar poll, which inspired me, on their website. I don't know whether they're finished yet, but I checked it this morning for the up-to-the-minute totals. And while on gay marriage in the U.S., the poll is like about 64 to 32 percent. It's about two-thirds against gay marriages. But the question on CNN, should the U.S. Constitution be amended to ban gay marriage? They have 341,000 votes, probably a few more than we'll get, uh, maybe a few more. <laughs> But, uh, yes, 144,259, and no, 196,764. The percentages come out to 
Yes, 42%. No, 58%. The Constitution should not be amended to ban gay marriage. 58 to 42%, not even close. Although in spite of the fact that they're talking heads on there the last 24 hours have been saying, oh, well, it's pretty much split down the middle. No, no, it's not. And I think that the Bush people are really shot themselves in the feet with this one because uh, they, they're they pandering to the, they're, they're singing to the uh, choir. Right. They're pandering to the same people who are going to support them anyway. See, last week we had some stories I read about the right-wingers are getting disenchanted with Bush and he hasn't done enough to pacify them and appeal to their bigotry and hate and stuff like that. So right off the bat, here he comes out with his constitutionalist homophobic crap. And like Ted Kennedy said, never in the history of this country has the Constitution been used to take away rights from any class of people, ever. And it isn't going to happen this time either because he's got a Chinaman's chance of getting this through two-thirds of the House and the Senate, as in none, or much less than none. Ain't going to happen. But, of course, he can always say to the right-wing constituency, well, uh, look, I did my best, and I can't help it if they won't go along with me. The problem being that the social moderates out there who might have voted for Bush, like many of them did back in 2000, this is only going to chase them further away and make them realize just how radical and right-wing and uh, oppressive these bastards are. So, oh. anyway... Uh, 58 to 42 percent against the amendment, according to CNN. Now, here's our poll. Where do you stand on George W. Bush's proposal to pass a constitutional amendment banning gay marriage? I agree with Bush. I'm against gay marriage, but against an amendment. I'm all for gays to have the right to marry, or I don't care about the issue. It's divisive. <coughs> Got it? Okay. And so far, there's 64 votes on there, and let's take a puke at it. I'm all for gays to have the right to marry, 27. I don't care about the issue. It's divisive, 25. I agree with Bush, 11. I'm against gay marriage, but against an amendment, 8. So let's see, 13%. 13% as opposed to, well, you take the 30% out. What percent? About 30, man. So that leaves uh, 30, uh, 43, so 57. See? Mm -hmm. Don't want no constitutional amendment to ban gay marriages, as if, of course, it's going to make any kind of a difference. And as usual, the media that predictably trotted out all the regulars. You know, there was Jerry Falwell yesterday, and uh, last night we had the unctuous Jim Dobson and uh, some other preacher they had on King last night. It was just pathetic, really tragic. And like you say, that the mayor from San Francisco is uh, sensational. He's a great speaker, right. very articulate. He looks like a human being, and uh, he isn't going to take any crap. No. And the new, the new thing, this uh, right-wing uh, bitch from New Mexico, or Colorado, I'm sorry, the Republican Senator Mary, whatever her name is, from Colorado, that uh, proposed this back in the fall. Her response is, and now the other ones, they always have their talking points, you know, the party line. The response is, well, what about uh, polygamy? What are you going to do when they uh, come forward for that? And what about group marriages, uh, group growth? And he just is, uh, it's just, he says, well, there you go again, throwing up the same old red herrings, and uh, we're used to it and not going to be bothered by it. And, you know, and that's all she had. That was all her material. And then they finally pinned her down and said, well, listen, do you, how about uh, civil unions? And she said, well, I think that, uh, you know, the individual states, the legislature has the right to make these decisions. And they said, well, if Colorado passed a civil union law, would you support it? She said, well, no, I would do everything in my power to uh, prevent it, but yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's see. What did, did you hear that what Kerry had to say about the amendment the W is proposing? He's basically shying away, almost agreeing with it. And so is Edwards. In fact, Edwards, did you see him yesterday? He ran away. No. You didn't see that? Sorry, missed it. It was a, he was having a little press conference, not a press conference, but like a little interview outside somewhere. And they were asking him a few questions, and they popped that one at him. And boy, he uh, he is for civil unions, and then he raced. He just ran. It says he wants to stop short of calling same-sex marriages marriages. Well, this is not new. This, this facts are you better get with it. Don't you understand? 
Yeah, Edward, do I know what Edward's view is? They're exactly the same. They're both the four civil unions and against gay marriage, and they're not, and, and they're doing the smart thing because they're not going to have it tied around their neck like an albatross. They're not like a noose, and they're vehemently opposed to the constitutional amendment. So trust me when I tell you, that's the important part. I got three editorials I'll get to eventually about that. Now getting back to Bubba. Yeah. Industry insiders agreed that Bubba the Love Sponge is firing, and the huge proposed fine that preceded it could lead to less provocative programming, at least in the short run. What an understatement. Clear Channel and Clem's shocking shtick have come under scrutiny since January when the FCC proposed a $755,000 fine against the broadcasting behemoth, though it includes a $40,000 charge for failure to maintain proper records. The balance applied to Clem's show and 26 on-air incidents that the FCC deemed indecent. Of course, the firing is a preemptive move by Clear Channel, said Adam Jacobson, editor of the industry trade publication Radio and Records. I mean, why now? Why did it take three years in fines and a criminal case involving a pig castration because a Clear Channel executive is testifying tomorrow? It'll be interesting to see how it affects media overall. You always have some guy in the name of ratings try to set himself apart from the pack. Not us. Oh, not Howard Sperm. No, I don't know who it might be. I don't think anybody. No. Like I said, if you want to be stupid and stubborn, you're also going to be fired is what's going to happen. Fired it. Danny DiLoretta, who's a major asshole, a vice president and general manager for Clear Channel in Tampa, wrote Monday that we recognize the importance of understanding and airing content that is consistent with the standards and sensibilities of the local communities we serve. They issued a statement yesterday adding, this type of content is inappropriate. Of course, it was inappropriate enough to make Bubba the Love Sponge number one, men 18 to 34, men 25 to 54, uh, persons 18 to 34 also, but it's going to be, they're gone. He's gone. Won't hear him no more. But at least they were playing Incubus. That's a good sign. Yeah, we'll take it. I'd rather hear Incubus than the Bubba the Love Sponge any day of the week. So the bottom line is uh, forget about it. Okay, it's, we're all done. We're finished. This is what you, some of you people wanted. This is what you still want. we still got some people out there that want more of this. They can't get enough of it. Those are the ones that are on their way to watch uh, the Yoshki story right now. With all of its... Uh, yeah, it's, it's the gospel according to Mel Gibson, who's a fanatical traditionalist, uh, as they call it, uh, Catholic. Fanatic. And coming at a time when we're seeing all of the seeds of fanatic religious uh, crap all around the world, this couldn't possibly uh, be a worse time, but nevertheless. Not that it would be a good time. That's appropriate. Yeah, it fits right in. Sure. Anyway, speaking of Kerry that the other guy's so worried about, as if, uh, you know, he wants to, you know, wrap that thing around Kerry's neck, which he isn't going to let him ha let it happen. Then he really looked like Herman Munster. No, we don't want any albatross wrapped around his neck. But anyway, Kerry wins Idaho, Utah, and Hawaii. And you see who came in second in Hawaii? Yeah, you told me this morning. I already told you. Dennis Kucinich. You go, Dennis. He was the only candidate who showed up in Hawaii. He said, hey, somebody's got to show up here. They showed him with a lay around his neck, or maybe it was an albatross. John Kerry wins all three states yesterday in Hawaii, Utah, and Idaho. What were the numbers? Let's see. Hawaii, uh, he had 46%. Kucinich, 30, because he showed up. What did Kucinich get? About 30, man. Edwards, third, with 13%, and uh, Howard Dean got 9%. He was still on the ballot. Idaho, Kerry beat Edwards 54% to 22. Got it? Got it. Dean got 11. In Utah, Kerry 55%. Edwards had... Uh, About 30, man. And Kucinich had 7. So, again, just sweeping his way through the states, Kerry continues plowing his way through. 27 after 10 at 560. WQM, if your job ain't worth a crap, man, if you don't have two nickels to rub together, here's the answer for you. Get yourself some training and a real career. And in order to get started, all you have to do is make one easy phone call. Just reach over and pick up your instrument and make that call today to 1-866-FAST-TRAIN because they can get you started in a brand-new high-paying computer career. In just four easy months before the end of the summer, 
Fast Train can help you get started in a new high-paying computer career. The demand for computer professionals, like I always tell you, is still growing like crazy. So call them today. They'll explain it to you. There's no obligation. What do you got to lose beside a really meaningless job? Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Don't forget, with seven locations around town, Fast Train's bound to have a campus close by where you live. Fast Train offers job placement, financial assistance for people who qualify, and with day, night, and weekend classes, they make it as easy as a piece of pie. If you register now, you can start having that new high-paying career, like I said, before the end of the summer. You can have a big one, a big impressive paycheck if you make that easy call. Check them out on the web if you like it, fasttrain.com. And when you call, please be sure and tell them, it could really help you out, that Todd Dreck told you to call. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Live, live and local. We are Sports Radio 560. QAM. Ben Gibson and Danny Glover are back with two-fisted, hard-boiled action in lethal passion, part four. I'm fine. I'm Christ, for God's sake. I was supposed to retire tomorrow. God damn it. Oi, that's me dad you're talking about. With James Gandolfini as the loyal but doubting Thomas. After all the miracles and magic tricks, people are bound to accept me as their messiah. Come on, you skinny Jew from Jerusalem. Who's going to buy that? Willem Dafoe as the goblin-like apostle. Gala. I like you. Give me a kiss, precious. And Joe Pesci as Punches Pilot. What kind of name is Punches anyway? What are you, with a jester? Are you jesting me? Come here, I'll show you. I'll show you what Punches is. Lethal Passion Part 4. You're going down here to the crossroads. Yeah, I know. Approved by the Pope. Bill told him it was pretty good. All right. 1032 at 560 WQAM. This is an excellent fax, by the way. I can't believe Ted Kennedy forgot about the prohibition of booze amendment as the other amendment to take away people's rights. Very good point. Must have been the booze-induced memory loss. Or the concept that his papa made their family fortune as a booze runner. P.S. I love Ted Kennedy. And so do I, but you're right. You have a good point. Prohibition didn't work too good. Just like prohibition of pot is working real good, too, ain't it? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all the other drugs. Just ask Rush. He'll tell you. 182 votes on that poll already, man. They are smoking on this. Going to blow up right in the old Bushmeister's face. You'll see. Where do you stand on that proposed constitutional amendment by the president? to ban gay marriages. I'm all for gays to have the right to marry 91. I don't care about the issue with the device of 50. I agree with Bush, 22, only 12%. I'm against gay marriage, but against an amendment, 19, 10.5%. Now 193. Not doing too well. I agree with Bush, 12.9%. Of course, we have one, there's an element out there. If Bush said, you know, go to the uh, nearest cliff and jump, they say, I agree the president's got a good idea. The, di- the ditto heads who agree with Rush and with Bush and anybody else whose name ends in USH, as in Tush, you know, whatever. Right. Shipping jobs overseas is good. Cartoon steps into the real world. This is from the BBC. Can a mere cartoon strip change the world? Doonesbury creator Gary Trudeau is putting his money where his character's mouths are and may well find out. Gary Trudeau's been one of the most influential and persistent voices of liberal America since he started drawing his Doonesbury cartoon strip in 1970. And yet before the last U.S. presidential election, he was backing George Bush. The reason was simple. Like all satirists, he said he was hoping for a Bush victory because Gore's a moving target. Bush is a stable, hard target like Quayle. Now he's stepping up from the drawing board to take the challenge more directly to the president. He's offering a $10,000 reward to anyone who will verify Mr. Bush's account of his military service in Alabama in the early 70s. In Monday's strip, Mr. Bush was seen asking aides why no evidence can be found of his military service. This is ridiculous, he says. 800 guardsmen and nobody else saw me? What's it take to find one reliable witness? The next frame has the strip's main character, Mike Doonesbury, standing beside a notice board offering, Become a witness, win $10,000. 
On Trudeau's website, he specifies that the reward is for anyone who personally witnessed George W. Bush reporting for drills at the Danley Air National Guard base between the months of May and November 72. Trudeau told the BBC he was making the pledge for the usual reason, to keep busy. <laughs> All right. Nice going. You go, boy. Let's see. we got three editorials on this whole thing about the um, Constitution. And let me say it again. You know, Jer see, the, you, you right-wing goyim, you don't understand one thing. And even if you do understand it, you pretend you don't understand it. The rest of us don't care what the Bible says. I mean, it, some people do care, but for their own personal lives. But we don't make laws based on what your Bible says, because if we did that, we'd never be able to make any laws because there are too damn many different Bibles. Of course, the only one they care about is their Bible, the right. New Testament. And the Bible says this, and the Bible said that, and yada, yada, yada. Semitic propaganda. Uh, and, of course, Gibson has disavowed any kind of intentions like that. But it certainly leaves the door open to anybody who comes in already. Price killer. I'm sorry. Masakrista. Right. That sounds better than just Christ killer. Does it really? Well, it doesn't. It sounds crunchier. I see. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. We just don't care about your Bible and the God. God said this, and this is a sin, and that's a sin. And yada, yada. Right. Well, we don't Whatever care that you don't care. We're going to make you care. Right. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Hey, I wanted to talk about the poll you had the other day about the, uh, the disc jockeys. I didn't get a chance to call Reverend up. Reverend Jones. No, that's not Reverend Jones. Yeah, it I don't is. know who he is. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know who that is. It's Reverend Jones. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to you Reverend about... Reverend Jones. Neil, this is not Reverend Jones. I don't even know who that is. I'll bet you Greg reads life this on it. This is only the third time I've ever called the program. Reverend Jones. Go ahead, Reverend Jones. Let's hear what you got today. I wanted to talk to you about the radio... The guy, yeah. the radio, there was a disc jockey in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I don't know if you yeah. heard of Scotty Too Hotty. Yeah, uh-huh. He did a morning drive-by. See you, Reverend Jones. Speaking of drive-bys, <laughs> keep him in mind <laughs> for the next one. <laughs> on the list. 5670560, oh, pound 560. We're not going to get too many calls today because these people are all off to see The Passion of Yoshki, man. To see one of the most violent movies, if not the most violent movie ever made by the unctuous and obnoxious and religious fanatical Mel Gibson, who's going to make 25 million. And there was William Donahue on there minutes ago. Oh, and they're packing him into eight bucks a pop. And yeah, they're, they're already running that. You can hear the ka-ching, man, of the change machine. The big church change machine. They're running through there. Because business, quite frankly, has been a little on the slow side lately for the Jesus Christers. It's been a little bit on the slow side. So they needed something to really stimulate these uh, lunatics. Did you see? Are you watching CNN? Yes. You, what? you see, a couple of minutes ago, they had the scene in one of the churches where they're all praying and they're all whipped up into a frenzy by this. And the woman, you know, she was squinting her eyes. Scrunching. And she was all her face scrunched up see. and squinting her eyes. As if the harder she squints, mm -hmm. the more God's going to listen. No, no, that's absolutely true. If you scrunch your eyes really, really hard, yeah. uh, it, it draws God's I thought it helped if you talked real loud. That too. Oh. And, and the more people that see you praying, the better it is in spite of what the Bible says. Yeah. Wow, I never knew these rules things. For I'm going to write them down on right. my, on my right arm. You raise your arms up because those are like antenna. Uh, you know what I said? I'm going to write it down on my right arm. Careful. On my far right arm. <laughs> WQM, hello. Uh, oh, Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning to you. Two things. Uh, one thing from yesterday, if I may. Yes. You uh, were uh, pondering about oblates. Did you ever get an answer to that? I don't know what that is. Yesterday you were talking about oblates. I know, and I don't know what it is, and you're going to oh, tell me. Yes, okay. Those, the oblates are actually the oblates. The oblates of Mary Immaculate 
It's an order of priests like Franciscans or Dominicans, and uh, you might know them from the University of Ottawa. They're the... Um, no, the... I've never been to the University of Ottawa. In fact, I've never been to Ottawa. Well, uh, you live in Toronto, eh? Or yeah, you... but I've never been in Ottawa, and I have no intention of going there. Too many frogs there, man. Oh, no, no, it's a lovely city. At any rate, those are the albums of Mary Immaculate. Okay. Uh, just moments ago, that's the real reason I'm calling. Just moments ago, uh, you made a remark that uh, next thing we know, uh, or worse that effect, uh, we'll be making our lives based on the Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, in actuality, our, our whole legal system is based no, on the Bible. No, it is not. No, it is absolutely not. Oh, it's not? No. No, it is not. Okay, I'm not calling to defend or to... Uh, yes, you are. For, for, for example, uh, the Bible that talks about all those slaves, didn't we outlaw slavery in this country after the Civil War? I'm talking about the morality issues. Uh, uh, no, uh, so, so in other words, keeping the... slaves isn't a morality issue? Of course it is. And keeping women as second-class citizens and not letting them to vote, that's not a morality issue? Sir, have a nice life, okay? Our code is rather oblique, on... oblate, I beg your pardon, obladi, oblada, I think is what you're saying. The Greeks, the Romans, that's what our system of laws is based on. Right. But don't confuse them with the facts. Right. Okay, and of course, them Ten Commandments, that was really difficult to, uh, because God handed them right to Moses. He said, take two of these and call me in the morning. And then he dropped that other one. Right. The he dropped the one, one that said, no, he dropped the one that said, D&H, do no harm. Yeah. That was a very sad. Very simple, nothing complicated, superstitious, ignorant people, primitive people who knew nothing about the world they lived in. He made the large, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And I'll say it again. Anybody wants to peddle me your Bible crap, man, it is the most ignorant, the most stupid thing. If there was anything godly inspired, anything from superintelligence there, they would have known that the, the sun is a star. And it wouldn't right. have said he made the stars also because that greater light was the sun, but they didn't know it was the sun. Right. And they certainly didn't know it was the old cockamoon. They had no idea what that lesser light, that little small thing up in the sky was at night. Right. None of it would be arguable. Right. It because it would have been God. the absolute word from God, who was right. omnipotent and omniscient. He knew it all. And he knew, of course, exactly what was going to happen. So every time anything bad happens, uh, he already knew it ahead of time, which right. makes it very difficult to understand why he gets pissed off and foists uh, plagues on mankind, like the locust and, of course, the floods, because if he knows ahead of time, what's yeah. there to get pissed off about? Don't forget the plague of frogs that we get here every year. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of Ottawa and Montreal, eh? And Quebec City. Yeah, you think you've got problems. <laughs> 19 till 11 at 560 WQM. Here's something you're going to like. It's called Enterex Diabetic. It's a really delicious meal replacement drink. It's mostly uh, mostly made for people with diabetes, but you can enjoy it too even if you don't have diabetes, and I hope you don't. Enterex Diabetic is sweetened with Splenda. And so there's no nasty aftertaste like the other drinks that are made from aspartame and saccharin that leave, like this show sometimes, does a bad taste in your mouth. Recommended by doctors and dietitians for people who can't sacrifice proper nutrition just because they're in a big fat-ass hurry. Every time I say fat-ass, I think of Michael Powell again and that beautiful picture. Oh, let's leave that up there for a while on our website. Okay. Ooh, I like those I like those uh, high heels, too, man, those pumps. Yeah, eat your heart out, Celia Cruz. Anorex Diabetic is a completely balanced nutritional supplement. provides all the essential vitamins and minerals you need for a healthy life. Plus, it's got fiber, antioxidants. Yet it's low in saturated fat and cholesterol, too. Enterex Diabetic is also gluten-free and lactose-free for all you glutton and glutens out there. An 8-ounce can provides 237 calories of easily digested nutrition. Try Enterex Diabetic once, and I will bet, I'll bet the freaky Carlos's life on it. You'll never go back to whatever you were drinking before. 
More and more people are buying it and drinking and enjoying it, which is why it's available all over town now. You can pick it up at Publix, Walgreens, Eckerd's, Navarro, Sedano's, CVS, other local pharmacies, or if you want to try it first for free, that's what most people like, they're sending away a free two-pack to anybody who calls their toll-free number, 1-866-368-3739. Tell them that Neil sent you for the delicious one, and they'll give you an additional special gift for mentioning my name. Or you can order it online even faster at enterxdiabetic.com. That's all one word, enterxdiabetic.com. Click on free samples. Here's the toll-free number again for your free two-pack. 1-866-368-3739. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Rogers got. Have you been injured as a result of a wardrobe malfunction? Then you may be eligible to collect millions in damages from Janet Jackson. Do you suffer from any of the following damaged eyesight from staring at your TV from four inches away? I'm going blind. Carpal tunnel syndrome from rewinding your TiVo over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Oh, and again. Oh, one more time. And again. Oh. A home nipple piercing gone awry. Chafing. Oh. Then join the class action lawsuit against Janet Jackson or Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Make Janet Jackson's downfall a windfall for you. Call 1-800-TITTLE-8-NOW. Suing Janet Jackson is not a substitute for getting a life, getting off your butt, and getting a job. It's a 1047 at 560 WQM. 283 votes. We got almost 300 votes already, George. Wow. How do you like that? Smoking. I'm going to write a book. You know what it's going to be called? I give up. Religion as a Weapon. Okay. Yeah. Gonna take a lot of research. Yeah, we can hit people with a book. Religion as a weapon, all throughout history. I mean, just think of the zillions of examples. We did put that article on the uh, website yesterday, the one from uh, the New Yorker. That was great. Yes, it was. And he says, I don't think Mel Gibson's gonna make a sequel in which he shows how the very same violence that was used to crucify Christ was used by the, his believers to, uh, off all of those people through the centuries who didn't want to, they made him an offer they couldn't refuse. Convert or die. Are we gonna be making that movie, Mel? No. No, there's no money in that. CNN is asking, they got a new poll question. Well, let me give you the result on ours first. Where do you stand on the constitutional amendment to ban gay marriages? 283 votes. I'm all for gays to have the right to marry. 138, almost 50%. I don't care about the issue. It's divisive, 77. I agree with Bush, 34, 12%. I'm against gay marriage, but against an amendment, another 34, another 12%. Anyway, the CNN poll is about the... And see, they use the wrong words. Maybe they should call me first every day before they put their poll up, because I'm good at polls, man. I've... Uh, yeah, yeah. Known a few in my time. They like, like well, say, Boy, Gary. At any rate, their uh, poll they're taking today is, has the controversy over the passion of the Christ affected your interest in seeing the film? Now, they give you three choices, increased, decreased, or not at all. And I'm going to vote for not at all because I wasn't interested in the first place, and I'm certainly not interested now and couldn't give a flying crap less. They've got uh, 25,600 votes so far. Now, maybe, I don't know, because I can't move this. You know what I mean? No. Move it. In, in the little screen, I can't move it. Oh, damn it. So it's either 25,600 or 256,000. No, it's 256,000. Increased. The, now, see, has the controversy affected your interest? It should say, has it the hype, not controversy, right. the hype, the buildup, the media blitz, increased 41%. Decreased 13% or not at all 46%. So if you add those last two, 59%, it's either decreased or not affected at all. But 41% say, oh, i got to go see it. 
I got to go see it because of the hype. That's the word you assholes at CNN left out because, of course, you don't want to offend the religionist. The hype. And boy, you got to hand it to Mel Gibson. He sure knew how to hype this up. And then, of course, they dragged Daddy out of the closet again long enough to start hey. spewing his Nazi rhetoric again. Oh, hey. the Jews did this, and there was no Holocaust. Yeah. The Jews suck. Hey. Right. They dragged him out again. Watch yourself now, Josh. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it up to Josh. He's going to have to keep a real tight rein in on you, mister. You said Jews. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and like I said, they are now that said they're going to be serving um, popcorn and candy as usual at the theaters where they're showing the movie, but they're also going to have like breakfast rolls and warm coffee and things to like soothe yeah, you. Coffee. Until, of course, the uh, crucifixion actually starts itself in the first few minutes and they start whipping and beating and lashing and, and the skin goes flying right. and uh, all this other body parts, things like that. At that point, they'll serve Jesus juice. Of course. Or jujubes. <laughs> And uh, don't, didn't you ever get jujubes at the movies? Sure, of course. Who didn't? Yeah. Everybody over the age of 10, do they still have them? I think they do. Yeah, I think they do. Well, there you go. They have non-parels, which are the little things with the uh, white, uh, the, the little chocolates with the white uh, things on them, right? Right. You've had those. Snow caps, yeah. I think. Oh, that's right. They used to be called non-parels, but most people are too illiterate today to understand it, so they're called snow caps. That's right. Snow caps and jujubes and licorice sticks. And poppycorn. Ooh, maybe for the Jesus film, there'll be licorice whips. That could be. Wouldn't that be a nice thing to sell along with it? You can get your Jesus juice, mm -hmm. your nails, and your uh, Jesus whips, your so, licorice so you whips. you can flagellate yourself during the movie and then eat it afterwards. You can. See, there he goes again. Did you say flagellate yourself? <laughs> no, I would never. And certainly don't say flagellate yourself, okay, because God only knows what you have in mind saying that. I think I have an idea. Don't God do does it know what I have in mind. Here's Washington Post, the first of three editorials I'm going to read. They're all short. Don't get all panicky. Now, I'm not going to go into a reading fest today, although if I feel like it, I might, okay? Because I know we got a lot of really good calls standing by. WQM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. With all the passion of Christ, the one place I'm not going to go see it is out at that Tamarack Senior Citizen discount. <laughs> good choice. Okay. <laughs> Boy. Good choice. Dead people get in half price. Right. We do not want no religious arguments over there. <laughs> like I said, religion as a weapon. You don't believe it? Well, guess what? Too bad. We gave you a chance. Debasing the Constitution, writes the uh, editorial in the Washington Post today. And it starts out by quoting you-know-whom. It Who? says, Today I call upon the Congress to promptly pass and send to the states for ratification an amendment to our Constitution defining and protecting marriage as a union of a man and a woman as husband and wife. With these words, President Bush abandoned the Constitution to election year politics. Until yesterday, he had said he believed in defending traditional marriage and would support a constitutional amendment if necessary, but only if there were no other way to prevent judges from forcing gay marriage on an unwilling American public. Now Mr. Bush has abandoned nuance. A federal definition of marriage, which has been governed primarily by state law since the beginning, would prevent any state, whatever the views of its residents, from recognizing the equality and legitimacy of same-sex marriages. The president's explanation of his reversal is unconvincing. The Supreme Judicial Court of Massachusetts, he noted, will order the issuance of marriage licenses to applicants of the same gender in May of this year. And in San Francisco, city officials have issued thousands of marriage licenses to people of the same gender, contrary to the California Family Code, as is one county in New Mexico. All true and all controversial. We believe that extending the benefits and responsibilities of marriage to same-sex couples would be fair and beneficial. We understand that many Americans feel otherwise. But whatever one thinks of the Massachusetts courts or the San Francisco mayor, there is no evidence that state political systems are incapable of responding. Why can't California be trusted to sort out the situation in San Francisco and Massachusetts legislators and voters to address whatever deficiencies they find in their own court's rulings? 
And if down the road the voters of some state opt for a legal, a legal regime different than the favored by Mr. Bush, why should the Constitution impede their democratic choice? The Federal Defense of Marriage Act already guarantees that no state has to recognize a same-sex union performed in another state. Mr. Bush justified his resort to the constitutional process yesterday by worrying that there is no assurance that the Defense of Marriage Act will not itself be struck down by activist courts. That's their operative phrase again, activist courts. Perhaps not, but it is reckless to set about amending the Constitution to ensure victory in court cases that haven't yet been filed. The President closed his endorsement of the amendment by insisting that our government should respect every person and requesting that Americans conduct this difficult debate in a manner worthy of our country with kindness and goodwill and decency. In the context of a divisive proposal, this request didn't just ring hollow, it clanged, says the Washington Post editorial today. It clanged. It was a clinker, a clanger. Clunker. Yeah, that's, that's their, uh, the, the new uh, buzzword. First of all, they start with the argument about, well, you know, how about polygamy and group marriage? That's going to be next. And a few activist judges. That's what they like to use, activist judges. Now, let me ask you this. What about those activist judges on the Supreme Court back in 2000 who said, stop the vote, stop the count? Yeah, what about them? They I guess they don't count. They're active. They're only act only when their actions are to the far right. Then they're good judges. Those activist judges who By just the make way, up the laws. Yes, because you brought up polygamy. Who are they to point a finger and uh, condemn it? The Bible condones it. Right. That's right. The Bible says, uh, yeah. And then back in biblical days, they all had a whole bunch of wives. Or at least many of them did. Stand. So let's all move to Utah. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Utah, they showed boy talk about an asshole man, Dick Cheney. Wow. They must have shown it a whole bunch of times yesterday. About 30, man. The clip from uh, the debate back in 19, uh, back in 2000, before the election. I think it was on CNN. And mm-hmm. they asked him the question about um, gay marriage and civil unions and this and that. And his answer was very, very adamant with his gay daughter in mind, I'm sure. And that is that any two people who want to enter in any kind of relationship, that's their business. And the government has no business sticking their nose into it and uh, leave people alone and let them uh, live happily ever after. That is the essence, basically, of what he said. Now, of course, here a couple of months ago, knowing that this was coming down the pike anyway, he says, oh, well, whatever the president proposes, I'm all for it. I'm goose-stepping right into line because I'm the one pulling the strings anyway. And then, of course, they're decrying that website with the uh, milk carton that we talked about yesterday. It's got Mary Cheney's picture on it saying, have you seen this woman? <laughs> it's really great. Hey, Mary, come out again, sweetheart. It's okay. Come out. And she ain't speaking. Mary Cheney, the dyke, who, by the way, has been living with a partner for many, many years, a female partner, and also has been seen wearing on her finger, on that ring finger, a gold wedding band. How do you oh, know it's a my... wedding band? Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. Just a ring. That's right. Decorative. Just a ring. So somebody give Mary a ring. Got it out of Cracker Jack. Box. I bet she's got a ring around the collar. 1056 at 560 WQM. The word is hypocrisy. What we're looking for, man, is the religious right-wingers, the Jesus Christers, are just falling at them out. They're rabid, just like William Donahue. They're the president of the Catholic League. They're rabid. They're, they're going nuts now because they see here's their opportunity now to, like, put into law, to, like, uh, put every, and pretty soon, I mean, you know, if they had their way, we just called off all the elections. Everybody would have to believe what they do because, like this preacher on Larry King last night was pointing out, well, that Christians this and Christians that. So evidently, if you're not a Christian, you don't believe as he does, uh, then you're not part of America, which it seems to me we already heard that once before from higher authorities in this country. 1057 at 560 WQM. In fact, you remember Tony Blair was the only one who included atheists when he made that uh, speech? Yes, I do. After 9-11. Unfortunately, El Presidente, all he knows is Jews and Christians and one or two Muslims in Dearborn because he wants their vote. Hey, if you're on one of those low-carb diets, they're not easy to stick with. Why? You know, in the beginning it sounds great, meat and cheese and 
seafood, butter, all that good stuff. The only problem is that after about 45 pounds of meat and cheese and butter and eggs, it gets a little bit on the old side, not too exciting. So Delisa West Boca got a good idea, and that is to give you zillions of products, in fact, over a 1,000 in stock, low-carb, sugar-free, that you can have some taste with, some fun, some enjoyment to keep you on your low-carb diet. They got breads and bagels, cookies and crackers, chips and brownies, chocolates, ice cream, pasta, sauces, ketchup, cheesecakes, and lots more. At Delights of West Boca, you'll find a wider selection anywhere. They're open every day, seven days a week, from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., and you can always sample anything in the store before you buy it and find out that, hey, maybe I don't like this. They carry a complete line of Atkins Brands products more than anybody else that are on sale today. Next, Sukkis, on, uh, and today, on I was going to say Ask Wednesday, like today. Careful. All day, every day. Ask Wednesday. You know the low-carb diet is rated number one, so head for the number one low-carb sugar-free store in the world. It's the Lights of West Boca right in our backyard on the northeast corner of Glades and 441 next to Boston Market. Or call them toll-free at 1-877-L-O-W-C-A-R-B. That's low-carb. Or on the web, it's lowcarb.com. Don't forget there's only one Delights of West Boca. It's your official Atkins Retail Center. Watch your step walking in, please. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Man, do I like that. Tonight on Fox News, it's Hannity and What's-His-Name, starring Sean Hannity and some funny-looking goofball with brillo pad hair. Well, Sean, I really think... Oh, give me a break. Uh, uh, sorry, I forgot your name again. Whether you're on the right like Sean Hannity or on the left like that other geek, watch Hannity and What's-His-Name with calls from viewers like you. Yes, caller, you're on the air. You, you have a question for me? No, Sean, my question is for, uh, uh who's his face? Come again? Uh, whatchamacallit? Huh? Um, you mean what's-his-name? Yeah, him! <laughs> it's the best thing on cable news. Don't believe it? Just listen to what Hannity and What's-His-Name are saying about Hannity and What's-His-Name. Hi, I'm Sean Hannity, inviting you to tune in every weeknight. For once, I agree with you there, Sean. Hi, my name is... Hey. Uh, oof. Um, help me out here, partner. Uh, who the heck am I now? I don't know, buddy, and apparently neither does anyone else on Earth. <laughs> for insight you can't ignore, for names you can't forget, except for the one you can't remember, see Hannity and What's-His-Name, only on Fox News. It's 11.03 at 560 WQM. Let's take a puke of the schedule for today. you got the uh, Mad Dog at 2, Jim Mandich. You got uh, Hebrew Hammer, 4 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> Humper Hank, Hank Goldberg. That was fun. 7 o'clock Panther Preview, 7.30 tonight, and Roberto Luongo's so hot, I'm afraid my make-believes, who are really staggering these days, especially if Ed Belfour don't play tonight, uh, could be really rough. Panthers host the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight, eh, at the Macarena. 10.30, it's uh, Eddie K. show after the hockey game, and Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 5 in the old AM. Here's some interesting news. Just in. Yeah. Massachusetts Senator John Kerry holds a wide lead over John Edwards among likely voters in next Tuesday Democratic presidential primary. The brand new poll just come out today, only moments ago. And guess what? Guess whose approval ratings in the same state are at their lowest level since he came into orifice? I'll give you one guess. Duh. Good guess. But yeah. Good guess. The nonpartisan field poll released today shows Kerry with 60% support among likely voters, compared with just 19% for Edwards. Uh, Representative Dennis Kucinich has got 3%, Al Sharpton 2%, 11% are still mulling it over. 60 to uh, 19. Mm. It says the California number numbers are mapping the national sentiments that Mark DiCamillo, director of the field pool. This election is like a national election as it comes to each state. What happens in Iowa, what happens in New Hampshire has an incredible effect, including California. Meanwhile, the poll showed Bush's approval ratings have taken a marked plunge in the last month. All right. 
Just 43% of California voters now say they approve of the job he's doing, while 51% disapprove. In January, the numbers were almost reversed. 52% say they approved of his job, and 42% uh-uh. But now it's 51 to 43 again. Voter disapproval was highest on Bush's handling of the budget deficit. 67% two-thirds said they disapproved of the job he's doing, while only 27% approved. A majority also disapproved of his handling of other key areas, including illegal immigration, health care, the economy, and the war in Iraq. Just 38% said they considered Bush a leader they could trust, while 61% said they had doubts and reservations about him. DiCamillo called those figures damning, saying voters' lack of trust in Bush undermined their views of his performance on a wide range of issues. It's been shown there are no weapons in Iraq. That started Americans thinking, can we trust this guy and his word? Plus, the Democrats have been hammering on Bush for a month and a half with great effect, and it's wounding him. The poll showed Bush losing to both Kerry and Edwards in hypothetical matchups. Kerry would beat Bush 53 to 41 percent in California. That's by 12 points. Edwards would defeat him by a margin of 51 to 42, which is nine points. How do you like that? So there you go. That's up to date. That's a brand new poll out today, the field poll in California. Five, six, seven. We want to take at least 20, 30,000 calls by two o'clock, don't we? Yeah, you bet. While we can. While we still can. That's right. We still can take calls and put them on the air because you know the way things are going. You know what I'm saying? Catch my drift? Uh -huh. Yeah. Things ain't doing too good as far as freedoms in America are concerned. But you people go out there and see the passion of Jesus, pray to the Lord, rub your crucifix, rub the beads a little bit, make sure you have a couple extra wafers in your push this weekend at church. Although I would say this, if the priest hands them to you, if the priest wants to stick the wafer in your mouth, I would uh, say, no, El Paso. Yeah. You know what I mean? In fact, just like you, you see it in the movies a lot, you know, when they're trying to drug somebody and they stick the pill, they pretend that they're taking the pills. Mm -hmm. And then when the person turns the other way, like, <clears throat> spit them out. Spit those wafers out, although it might be a little bit too late. Right. And I'll say it again. This Sunday, if you go to confession, make sure that you sit on the right side of the, what do they call a confessional booth? Right. Now, they have names for, I guess, I guess not. They must. They have names for everything in the Catholic Church. I'm sure they do. Every aspect of everything. Bubblemices. But at any rate, make sure you sit on the side that the priest used to sit on and force him to sit right. on the other side, and you listen to him and record whatever he says. Sit on the comfy cushion. At the very least, mark it down. WQAM, hello. Yeah, what's up, Mr. Rogers? Yes, sir. How you doing? All right. All right. How about that Toronto Panthers game? How about it? How about it? What's going to happen? What are you I doing think, your predictions? Uh, I think the Leafs are going to get their ass kicked. Probably I would say 3-1. to one. They might get one goal against Luongo. Leafs are really staggering right now. They're not playing good. Yeah, Luongo's, man. He's on fire. Luongo is the most valuable player in the National Hockey League. Make no mistake about it. The sad part is he plays in a town where nobody knows who he is and nobody cares. That's the sad <laughs> part. That's right. Well, you're right about that, bro. Nobody cares about hockey. Nobody cares about politics or any of that crap. Nobody cares about anything except early bird dinners and freebies, man. I've been saying that for a 100 years. That's all. Where's my free lunch? Where's my free dinner? Where's my early bird? Get out of my way. I'm next on line. Yeah, you got that right, bro. It's full of Schwartz's. All right, good, Neil. Have a good, good one, man. Good luck, <laughs> It's full of Schwartz's. <laughs> and old Jews. And Cubans. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. That was an excellent call. I like that a lot. Look at this. In less than an hour of power, 412 votes on there. Holy Toledo. ...to be alienating others. Uh, yeah, he's alienating everybody. Oh, there's that bitch, Marilyn Musgrave. Space to know for sure that our president stands for the definition of marriage. I, I seriously would like to take a shoe and stuff it right up her ass. Representative uh, Republican of Colorado, Marilyn Musgrave, she's the one that did the wording on this so-called constitutional amendment. She is so homophobic, man, that it's uh, there's like a piercing in her nose. 412 votes. Where do you stand on the proposal to have a constitutional amendment 
because El Presidente says this is important. With all these people out of work, with people with no health care, with kids dying in Iraq every day, all the things that we're worried about in this country, with jobs being like uh, outsourced overseas so that the big corporations can increase their profits and rape the public. He's yeah. got to be worried. Uh, see, there are two things that they're doing, changing the subject and pandering to the ultra-right wing. And like I said, the pandering to the ultra-right wing is going to blow up right in their puss. Because moderate people, see, the one good thing, the only saving grace that we got going still in America is that the majority of people are not religious fanatics, thank you. Oh, God. Right. I know that comes as a great shock to the religionist, the uh, Jesus Christers, the one who wants to push a Jesus down everybody's throat. Well, El Paso, not interested. Believe in whatever crap you want, just don't, uh, you know, don't use it as a weapon. Well, guess what? And don't try to impose it on my fat ass. That, that's very simple. The word is intolerance. This is what religious fanatics, whether the Orthodox Jews, the fanatical Muslims, uh, uh, the uh, Mel Gibson-like Catholics, William Donahue, they want to shove their religion down your throat. It's for your own good. Right. Because they want to show you the way. They want to save you. Like all these getchkies running around house to house putting these things on the door to promote this movie. Mm -hmm. it's, it's no different than if they came around promoting uh, the latest Disney movie. But they love you. I see. Well, guess what? What? Not back at him. Oh, there's Candace Gingrich from the Human Rights Campaign. People's attention on uh, the falling poll numbers, on the deficit, on the lack of jobs that have been produced. I forgot about Newt Gingrich's daughter. She's another one. That's what yesterday. Another what? Did you know that? Diet. Yeah, I did know that. Uh, you did? Mm -hmm. I did too, but I forgot about it. And of course, Mary Cheney, come out wherever you are, Mary. Come on. Let's see that uh, wedding band on your finger. The band of gold, even, uh, what's her name? Frida Payne wants to see that, baby. 420 votes here. What's your stand on that constitutional amendment crap? Banning gay marriage. I'm all for gays having the right to marry. 204, 48.5%. I don't care about the issue. It's divisive, 104. It's bad. I agree with Bush, 56, 13.3%. And I'm against gay marriage, but against an amendment, another 56, 13.3%. 56 is in Q, 56. Okay, here's the second of these three editorials. New York Times. The often liberal but not reliable New York Times, not always accurate either, but nevertheless, good editorial today, putting bias in the Constitution. With his re-election campaign barely started and his conservative base already demanding tribute, President Bush proposes to radically rewrite the Constitution. The amendment he announced support for yesterday could not only keep gay couples from marrying, as he maintains, but it could also threaten the basic legal protections that gay Americans have won in recent years. It would inject mean-spiritedness and exclusion into the document, embodying our highest principles and aspirations. If Mr. Bush had been acting as president yesterday rather than a presidential candidate, he would have tried to guide the nation on the divisive question of what rights gay Americans have. Across the nation, elected officials and others have been weighing in on whether they believe gays should be allowed to marry, have civil unions, adopt, visit their partners in hospitals, and be free from employment discrimination. Except for a throwaway line about proceeding with kindness and goodwill and decency, the president's speech was a call for taking rights away from gay Americans. President Bush's studied unwillingness to talk about the rights gay people do have is especially significant given the wording of the federal marriage amendment now pending in Congress. It calls for denying same-sex couples not only marriage, but also its legal incidence. It could well be used to deny gay couples even economic benefits, which are now widely recognized by city, states, and corporations. Such an amendment could radically roll back the rights of millions of Americans. In his remarks yesterday, President Bush tried to create a sense of crisis he talked of the highest Massachusetts court's recognition of gay marriage, San Francisco officials' decision to grant marriage licenses to gay couples, and in New Mexico County doing the same thing. 
He didn't say the New Mexico Attorney General found that gay marriages violate state law, that the California Attorney General is asking the California Supreme Court to review San Francisco's actions, and that Massachusetts is considering amending its state constitution to prohibit gay marriage. The president, who believes so strongly in states' rights in other contexts, should let the states do their jobs and work out their marriage laws before resorting to a constitutional amendment. The Constitution has been amended over the years to bring women, blacks, and young people into fuller citizenship. President Bush's amendment will be the first adopted to stigmatize and exclude a group of Americans. Polls show that while a majority of Americans oppose gay marriage, many would prefer to allow the states to resolve this issue rather than adopting a constitutional amendment. They understand what President Bush does not. The Constitution is too important to be folded, spindled, or mutilated for political gain. Good editorial in today's New York Times. Oh! If I do say so myself. 11.13 at 5.60, QAM, your fag station for the new millennium. Live and local, this, this is 5.60. The radio's all yours now. QAM. The all-new FCC-approved MTV. We cleaned up our act in accordance with the project for a new American century. Carson Daly? <laughs> yeah. You're out of here. We got a brand new MTV VJ by digging up the body of Snooky Lanson. Hey, Snooky, you're on. Oh. Well, that didn't work out too well. So we found someone even less exciting than a dead man. Meet your new MTV VJ, Harry Smith. Hello, I'm Harry Smith. Join me tonight for the reintroduction of the internationally famous singing group from Australia, The Seekers. There's a new world somewhere. The Seekers on continuous loop starting tonight on the new FCC approved MTV. This is Federal Communications Commissioner Michael Powell. I'm certain you'll find this an appropriate form of entertainment. Parental discretion applied for Jungle Will Be Beat. Oh! 11.18, it's coming sooner with TV set near you. And of course, cable's going to be uh, banned. We're not going to watch any of that. And certainly no more Playboy TV. Right. In fact, if we want to be really, keep your finger real, real close. This probably will be the last time. She's just opening a package. I see. What? <laughs> That's the last time you're going to hear the audio from Playboy TV on issue. I'll guarantee you that, kids. No way, Jose. Everything is going to be sanitized and cleaned up because you're right. It's the culture wars, baby. Pat Buchanan was right. It's just come uh, 12 years too late or 12 years uh, too soon. The culture wars between the fanatical religious goody two-shoes hypocrites, the finger-pointers like Father's Tool and all of those, and the rest of us who just want to leave everybody alone and do whatever the hell we want. Oh, yeah, we know. When's that polygamy going to get started? And group grope marriages and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. please, please. Cracker, please. Here's a whole bunch of stuff about James Patrick Cavazell. Am I pronouncing his name right or not? Sure, why not? Who cares? Well, do we know? No. Oh. Grew up in a tight-knit Catholic family. Well, thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. Three sisters, Anne, Amy, and Aaron, and one brother. So it's a five-kid family. Not not as much as the Pope would like, but it's not too bad for a Catholic family. It's a good start. And they're still probably working on it. Met his wife, Carrie, on a blind date in 1993. She's a high school English teacher. Uh, let's see. Played basketball in college, but took up acting after injuring his foot. He's very injury-prone. Hurt his shoulder during the filming of The Passion. Was struck by lightning during the filming of The Passion. He's injury prone. He refused to film a love scene with on-screen wife Ashley Judd for their film High Crimes in 2002. 
the idea of possible nudity conflicted with Jim's personal beliefs based on his strong Catholic faith. And, of course, the idea that, that you're naked when you're baptized, that, that's a whole different story. And even if you're an adult and you're converting, you still have to be naked when they baptize you. Oh, that's only in your faith, mister. No, it's in the Catholic faith, mister. Oh, the baby, that baby stuff. In an oddly poetic coincidence, he was struck by what we just got through saying that. A crew member said, I'm about 100 feet away from them shooting, and I glance over and see smoke coming out of Jim uh, Cavazil's ears when he got hit by lightning. And then, of course, they embellished it and said he got hit by lightning three times to make it seem very, you know, oh, my goodness, it's, it's a movie about Jesus. Well, then why is the guy trying to kill the guy? <laughs> well, he did it to Jesus. Why not uh, Jim Cavazil? What the hell did he ever do nah, for us? Your people killed Jesus. Remember? Masa Cristo? Christ killer. <laughs> That's going to be our poll tomorrow. What's worse, being a Christ killer or a... Indian killer? Yeah, which is worse? And, of course, if the Indians happen to be Jewish, oh, boy. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Marvelous line. That's what we want to hear from. We want to hear from a Jewish Indian before the show is over today. There's got to be. Chief uh, Solomon. Sue. WQAM, hello. Yes, Neil. It's a well-known fact that the gays killed Jesus. Oh, I forgot about that. Not... Okay, thank you. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. I thought it was Greg Reed killed Jesus. Well, I, that's what I read. Well, what's with this phone today, man? I'll tell you, they're not foaming at the mouth like they have been. Maybe they're what's all their their movies. They're all on their way to the movies. They're bringing their Jesus juice and their popcorn, their jujubes. Maybe they're on their way to Tamarack. What do you say? Oi! WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, I look at it like this. I, I, as a Jew, if, if the Jews did kill Christ, all these goyims should thank us. Now they have uh, sir, now they know how many times I've said that? Absolutely. Okay. Sorry over about and that. Over about 30, man. Don't do it again, okay? Stop being so defensive. There's one thing I can't stand, it's defensive Jews. Oh, look at all the Jews, the Einstein, yeah, stop, stop trying to, you know, you don't have to apologize to anybody for who you are or what you are, okay? I hate people who want to play that game. Oh, it just nauseates me. Remember when we used to get those sure. long faxes, oh. putting all of that other trite oh. stuff? You know, I, I hate that garbage. You don't have to apologize to anybody else for whatever fairy tales you, see, with me, the whole thing is just dietary. No. Where else could it be? Now, the F word, We've tried everything under the sun. I, I don't know. Is there anything creative we can come up with for that? Lots of things. We could have an hour-long discussion about what to replace that with. Yeah. Well, maybe we will. The P word, um, how about just plain P, huh? Well, because that means something else. No. It can mean something else. What? They'll think urine. Well, you can say pissed off. Can you? Are you sure? Why the hell not? Of course. Okay. You can't use it as a verb. Pissed off gets me fired up when I hear someone say that. See, it just comes a little bit of a shock. It's a good thing we're having this discussion today right. because you haven't got a clue. That was a verb. You were wrong. What? Pissed off is a verb. No, it's not. It's okay. an adjective. It's a describe, describes a, a state of mind. He's dead. Uh, William B. Williams. You got it? Yeah. <laughs> got it. Now, why do you say nobody knows who these people are? You're wrong. Okay. Where do you think most of the people nobody. in South Florida are from besides Cuba? Where else do you think is the second New most York. place? Right. New York. And where do you see on this list so far? you got Dan Ingram, you've got uh, Gene Shepard, Babalu, Scott Muni, Herb Oscar Anderson, uh, Cousin Brucey. Right. And unless you're from New York, what? You don't care. That's not true. Because back in the day, <laughs> still can't play that stuff. Live, live and local. We're 
Sports Radio 560 QAM. As he will, given his record and given what his... Uh, his... <laughs> Boy, heaven help us. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. Old for Neil. Speaking. Neil? Yep. Hey, how about uh, J.T. McCarthy? I just got through saying him. Did you? Didn't, I bet you didn't put him on there. And I know Josh mouthed it. J.P. McCarthy. What happened to J.P. beside the fact that he died? And you still got Berg spelled B-U-R-G. Come on, let's go. Let's get with it. Slap him up on the side of the head a couple of times. Let's go. This isn't uh, rocket science. I mean, it's not like the votes are pouring in here like I'm taking 8 million calls. Let's see. Alan Freed, Wolfman Jack. Gene says Big Wilson was in South Florida, see, Gene, in our lifetime. But Wolfman Jack, he belongs on there. Don't we have a Wolfman Jack bit? I thought we did. Something. Wasn't well, he, because um, I know Dick Clark and Casey Kasem, I thought all of them hosted a national show at some point where they played some music. Not so much a national broadcast, but like a service you play the disc. Well, we're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking no. about people, I mean, if you listen to Dick Clark in Philly, which I don't even know who, where he was on. I don't know if he had his own radio show. I'm assuming he did. And Casey Kasem. I guess we, oh, I think I left, uh, can we play that one? Yeah, it's got all the bleeps in it, right? Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. Yeah, it's got all the bleeps. So are we putting them on there? Who? Dick Clark. Casey if Casey you like, put Dick down. on there. Now, after watching Bowling for Columbine last night, oh. what, a ba- what a bastard he is. Close the door. Yeah, close the door. Close, now, close the door. Okay, get, get out of here. Close the door. And then, of course, Charlton Heston. <laughs> wow. That was just, just shocking would be an understatement. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Racist, miserable, obnoxious piece of turd. Just a, oh, Disgusting. And, of course, the best part of it is it shows there might be actually a God. God. The fact that he's got Alzheimer's now. He probably forgot who the hell Michael Moore was, much less the interview. WQAM, hello. Yeah, uh, speak to Neil. Speaking. Neil? Yes. Uh, How about Jocko Henderson and the Rocket Ship show? And, of course, the best part of it is it shows there might be actually a God. God. The fact that he's got Alzheimer's now. He probably forgot who the hell Michael Moore was, much less the interview. WQAM, hello. Yeah, uh, speak to Neil. Speaking. Neil? Yes. Uh, how about Jocko Henderson and the Rocket Ship show out of Philadelphia? Who? Jocko Henderson? Jocko Henderson. He was Henderson. the one that got in a bunch of trouble with the FCC when he brought uh, on that Jerry Lee Lewis hit uh, uh, Great Ball of the Fire. Uh-huh. And uh, he was he, he was about our time, but you're, you're 60, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I am too. He was uh, Jocko Henderson. Yeah, Jocko Henderson. Okay, you got it, man. Thanks. Put him on there. I have Jocko Henderson. Jocko. He was Henderson. the one that got in a bunch of trouble with the FCC when he uh, wrote on that Jerry Lee Lewis hit uh, uh, "Great Balls of Fire." Uh huh. And uh, he was he he was about our time. But you're you're sixty, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I am too. He was uh, Jocko Henderson. Yeah, Jocko Henderson. Okay, you got it, man. Thanks. Put him on there. I have no idea who that is. But again, why should I know who these people are? Did I ever live in Philadelphia? No. No. That's the point. Don't you understand? Sure. How about this flight that the uh, flight to Japan to Tokyo yesterday in San Angelo, Texas? Speaking. Please, please try this on precise. What if religion was a valid survival mechanism that the priests? Based yeah, right. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the eighteen. Try it on for size, George. I think it's an extra large. Yeah, it's a little uh, on the loose side. WQAM, hello. Dick Biondi. Dick Biondi. Okay, good one. That was Gildy. 
Dick Biondi. B-I-O-N-D-I. Can you handle that B-I? I mean, why do I have to spell all these? Because we don't know. Know who they are. You don't know who Dick Biondi is or was? No. He used to be at WKBW in Buffalo then went to Chicago. I hear you say these names like the harness drivers, you know, the, all these No, names. no, no, not like harness drivers. That's, <clears throat> that's obscure. These are well-known radio personalities. You're, well, I was going to say you're in the radio business, but of course, <laughs> that would be a real stretch, so I apologize. Okay. You've never been in the radio business, at least not well, in Miami. Monkey business. Yeah. I mean, is QM in the radio business? No. Not even close. Not even close. But we do have our own lineup of all our local shows, at least until whenever, at least during the week, right? HD Digital. We don't have any piped-in garbage, or except me piped in from Toronto. But nonetheless, I'm talking about out-of-town uh, in invaders, people that are syndicated in 80 million stations who have no idea even where the hell to find you people. I know where to find you, and I don't want to. Other than South Florida, who's your all-time favorite radio personality, Cousin Brucey, 21. Wolfman Jack's going to pass him like he's standing still, baby. 21. Just went on or he's got 21. Dick Purton, 10 people like Dick. Gene Shepard, 9. Guglielmo Marconi, his show is fantastic, 9. Big in Italy, big at the Vatican. Larry Lujak, 7. Scott Muni, 7. Bob Collins, 4. William B. Williams, 4. Marita K, 4. Dan Ingram, 3. You see, this thing's starting to take a little shape now, man. 111 votes, you see that? Yeah, I see it. Uh, Casey Kasem, three. Bill Bailey, two. Alan Berg, we finally got the spelling corrected on that. Although he probably don't care, he's still dead. Uh, two. Dick Clark got two. Two people like Dick. Oh, God, do I hate him now like poison. Anybody who watches uh, Bowling for Columbine just hate Dick Clark like a... Harry Harrison, one. Bob Lewis, one. Babalu. Arnie Ginsberg, one. Charles Lacadero, one. And uh, Brother Weez, the Brother Weez, W-E-I-S-Z... How about W-E-E-Z-E, Wheeze, okay, Wheeze, W-E-E-Z-E, Wheeze, not, not Weiss, Brother Weiss. Man, like I said, smack him on the side of the head with a gigantic baseball bat. Or maybe with a giant instrument that Roy! left behind, that big block. Well, just kind of like the one that Rush has got there on our website. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the geyser. No votes yet for Brother Weiss, Wheeze. J.P. McCarthy, Martin Block, Bruce Bradley, Jack O'Henderson, also misspelled, Alan Freed, Joel Sebastian, Lee Allen, Barney Pip, or Dick Biondi. Uh, B I spelled it for you right here on the air. B-I-O-N-D-I. Biondi. B-I-O-N-D-I. I-I-I-I-I. You got it? We got it. B-I-O-N-D-I. God! Spelling is not a great American virtue. And I got these two guys here to prove it. What? I'm not spelling these. Oh, Josh is doing these? Like I said, Josh this is, is uh, a little type being typed directly onto the website. If I copy it and then he copies it and then it goes to the, you know, that's three Then God only pages. knows what kind of mistake right. we'll have in there. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Is this the radio? This is the radio station, yes, WQAM. Oh, oh Neil, how are you doing? Pretty good. Hey, um, just wanted to comment. Yeah. The, I think Ralph Fader joining the presidential race is good, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I think once uh, the Democratic uh, nominee is settled. Yeah. Is this a radio? <laughs> Sounds like you to me. <laughs> this is a radio. WQAM. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. No, um, once, once it's settled, I think um, they're just going to start talking more moderately. Either Kerry or Edwards, and more moderately. Yeah, you know they're they're just gonna tone it down. 
And um, <laughs> okay, well, tone it down, pal. Get out of here. They're gonna tone it down, and uh, yeah. Can I ask you a question? All right. Is this the radio? <laughs> no, no, well, it's not. We, got left. we were just it talking about radio, that. but it's all we got it's left. It's not. Hey, listen, we got our own local lineup. We got the Mad Dog at two. We got the Humper at Shula's at four. That's uh, Hebrew hang- Hammer and uh, the Hebrew Hammer to you. Four to six three. I heard Hank and uh, Clarence yucking it up together on Friday afternoon. I was sitting here to do a little work, and I potted it up, and they were like doing little. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Remember Willie and the hand jive? That was. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they were doing. Six thirty Panther preview. Seven o'clock. The Panthers at the Boston Bruins. Man. Please beat those Bruins. Eddie K at 10 and Joe and Mark overnight. By the way, Eddie uh, Balfour is not playing tonight against Carolina. He's just got a little uh, back, back problem, and it's just uh, they lie so much, you know. Did I mention that Trevor Kid sucks? If your carpets look like garbage right now, if they even maybe smell not too sanitary, it's time to do something about it. That's right. Call my good friends at Dry Concepts. You know, Troy Stratford is turning into a real typical QM sales hole. For a little while there, he actually had a little bit of promise, you know what? And now he's just a do-nothing kind of guy. Kind of like Todd Drack. Just refuses to do anything. You better talk to somebody else about getting Josh hooked up with that internet connection because Todd will never, uh, Troy will never do it. All right. Just like he'll never get me any copy. We'll never find out about Katrina. We'll never get any answers to anything because Troy is too busy, uh, you know, chasing after a uh, tail. Anyway, Dry Concepts is the best of the business in bringing your carpets back to life looking brand new. I've been using them in my hoses, uh, houses for over oh. 20 years now. And you ought to be doing the same. What? You said hoses. Houses, I said. I uh, said that we've got Canadian accent. Houses. Coming out. houses. How about going to the house? Anyway, they use only certified trained technicians who will dry clean your carpets, just like the same idea as dry cleaning your clothing. Nobody else in the world does it, which is exactly the reason that nobody else can give you such great results. They give you a written, guaranteed price before they start the job. No scams, none of that per room baloney, no games, no rip-offs, just a fantastic, unbeatable job every time. Your carpets are dry in a couple of hours. They smell lemony fresh and look brand new. You'll be amazed you'd never dream of calling anybody else again. And when you call Dry Concepts, be sure to ask them to put you on their standby list, which can save you an extra 15% off the already low price on that next carpet cleaning. Call them today. You'll thank me for turning you on to these folks. They're the best in the world. Call Dry Concepts toll-free, 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or if you want more info, check them on the web at dryconcepts.com. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM.
1132 at 560. Where did you find this QMDJ thing? This is from 100 years ago. Oh, uh, Boca Brian sent that to me. Uh, figures. But this is cute. Look at this. Ted Clark, mm-hmm. Lee Sherwood, Charlie Murdoch, Jim Dunlap. Remember Jim Dunlap? I do. He's a tiger. He's a Bill Winters, and of course, our very favorite dear friend. It's a lie. I am not a Nazi. Rick Shaw. See. Wow. From what year, I wonder, is this? We don't know. I'm sure it's uh, the mid-60s, mid to late-60s. Well, look at the songs that are on. This is the uh, QMDJs on the um, hit list. Wouldn't Trade by The Bachelors. I never heard of that. Feel Fine, The Beatles. Oh, I feel all fine. Day, all Day, All Night, What? The Kinks are on here, All Day, All Night. All Day, All Night. Yeah, so like 64, 65. As Tears Go By, Mary Unfaithful, Mr. Lonely, Bobby Vinton. Oh, The Polish Prince. Uh, Roses Are Red. Oh, it says right there, 65. You're right. Where does it In say In the that? upper right-hand corner. Oh, yeah. January 2, 65. Beginning of January 2, 1965. 35, 39 years ago. And Rick Shaw is still going strong. It's a lie. I am not a Nazi. How do you like that? Nice going, Rick. Hang in there, baby. By the way, magic sucks. Uh, but and Rick knows that. <laughs> Rick knows that. He knows that Hamilton guy. What's that guy, Bob Hamilton? They ought to send his ass on a bus to Hamilton. I'd go down and take care of him. George Hamilton. The fourth. A rose and a baby Ruth. Gene Pitney. Got to be strong. Boy, I sure like Gene Pitney. A lot. Supremes, come see about me. Love potion number nine by the searchers. Jan and Dean, sidewalk surfing, a little off key, of course. Happy by my good friend Steve Alamo from Rochester or Buffalo, wherever the hell he was from. Uh, dance, 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 the Beach Boys. I might just play that. I got it. Look at this. Dance, dance, dance by the Beach Boys and down after that, run, run, run by the Gestures. I never heard of the Gestures. Did you? No. The Kinks, you got me. The Kinks. <laughs> I'll be there, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Chad and Jeremy, Willow Weep for Me, on Capitol Records, no less. Come, Come, Come by the Everly Brothers. Oh, we can't, can't say, say that, that anymore. anymore. Is that the Gone, Gone? No, that's not what it is. Gone, Gone, Gone. Well, this is a bad copy. Pervert. I didn't do it on purpose. All the way, Will, again. Come, Come. Uh, the Wedding. And a whole bunch of... What? Girl Forgives by Bernadette Castro? Not the sofa, girl. Sofa what? The sofa queen. Queen? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's going to be the new bed. Sofa queen. Right. <sighs> Speaking of queens, San Francisco to resume gay marriages. They'll keep handing them out to gay couples. The city's mayor said as he defiantly pressed down with a controversial policy that is dividing Americans. Nearly 3,300 same-sex marriages have been performed already, and they're still performing it. In fact... State Attorney General Bill Lockyer of California Saturday rebuffed Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger's demand that he force an end to San Francisco's same-sex marriages, calling the directive political rhetoric. The governor can direct the highway patrol. He can direct the next Terminator 4 movie if he chooses, but he can't direct the Attorney General in the way he's attempting to do, Lockyer said, adding that Schwarzenegger's written directive was a statement designed for consumption at the Republican convention. In a fax Friday night to the home of a Lockyer aide, the governor wrote, I hereby direct you to take immediate steps to obtain a definitive judicial resolution of this controversy. The message also said that San Francisco's actions to wed gay couples present an imminent risk to civil order. Right. Lockyer called that statement preposterous and said it's the kind of exaggerated hot rhetoric that risks stirring people up to commit hate crimes. Arnold was on there yesterday, of course, uh, like I said before, a Nader, and was equally ludicrous. And when they brought up that thing about Orrin Snatch's bill, make uh, 20-year residents uh, 
eligible to run for president. Oh, well, Tim, if you will support me, of course I would run, Tim. If you would support me, oh, come on. Are we really that stupid in America? Yes. Are we really that dumb already? Yes. It's scary, man. It's a scary. That's why we're taking this one last gasp today, this throwback to radio, back when your radio was worth something, worth more than a dime. I bet you it ain't worth more than About 30, man. cent right now. And did I tell you Wolfman Jack would pass Cousin Brucey like his hairpiece flew off? Other than South Florida people, who is your all-time favorite radio personality? Wolfman Jack, 34. He even had a song done about him by the guess who? We knew that would happen. Somebody's heard of him. Cousin Brucey, 24. Gene Shepard, 12. Guglielmo Marconi's doing well. He's got 11. He'll be on tonight at 8. You go, Goog. Dick Purton, 10. Scott Muni, 10. Little puny Scott Muni. William B. Williams, 8. Larry Lujak, 8. Okay, now let me ask you this. Uh, you heard of Cousin Brucey, obviously. Yes, from you. Yeah. Dick Purton, you know. He's been on the show. Right, we got a disc. William B. Williams. Larry Lujak, you know. We play Larry Lujak bits. Right. Those are the bits that, uh, those are the names that I know. Casey uh, Kasem. Of course, Casey. He's not. Marie Decay. Have you ever heard of Marie Kaufman? Marie sure. Decay. Sure. Alan from, Freed. From history, yes. Dick from Clark. The movie. Yes. Okay. Famous. These are national names. Alan Berg. In fact, you were the one that mentioned him, the one that got shot and killed in Denver. Right, but I didn't know his name. I just knew this guy in Denver that got shot. Well, Arnie Woo Ginsburg, you knew. Just from you. Babalu, J.P. McCarthy, you've heard of him. The, uh, the steel miner, the... Uh... 161 votes. See, I, I'm going to guarantee you, by the time we get to 2 o'clock today, we we'll won't have our usual phenomenal 800, 1,000 votes at 2 o'clock, but we'll have enough on there that you would be, uh, you would uh, be like to have by 2 o'clock when you finish the show, mister. Okay. When you do your sensational polls on eating ass, which we can't say that no, anymore, can we? Can we? <clears throat> oh, yes, we can. Donkeys. Right. Kosher. Sure. No five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty. What are we doing the next hot couples contest? We do already have an entry, and you can you. I guess they can send some entries, right? We can hang on to them. Sure. I don't know when we're going to do it. Still, we can just hang on to the pictures until we. But do. if you want to email it. your pictures, we got a night a very good one for our next contest. Contest at neilrogers.com. Now, are we back on the online or not? I don't know, Aaron. <clears throat> what do you mean you don't know? Well, because I'm not listening on the internet. Well. It might as well be for all the input you're giving with these great names. Come on. Come up with somebody. Come up with hey, one. I did. I came up with the guy in Denver that got shot and Marconi who's doing well. Gene Healy, W-I-L-S in Lansing. I love Gene Healy. Nobody's going to know. And how about Eric? Oh. Yeah, that was his name, Eric O. <clears throat> when I used to listen to great radio, I lived here. So you named all those names. Here's one that says from Mark. I missed the first 45 minutes of your show. Did you mention the announcement that Jiggs McDonald will be retiring after the season? Does this mean Geldy will get the gig and finally get away from Mo? Well, first of all, after the season, there ain't going to be no season next season. And after that, if there's going to be any Panthers, I think it's highly dubious. So I wouldn't get too carried away. I didn't know that Jugs Meister's retiring. Did you? Uh, who? Well, we just found out. Uh, Jugs is, uh, you know, he is what he is. He's okay. I've been, I've been a little harsh on the Jiggs Meister since he came to town. But compared to some of the other, compared to a Dave Van Boring on those Marlin games, oh, man, Jiggs is great. Got to boot it out of this town very unceremoniously in two years. They wanted Joe Bowen back big time. We want Joe Bowen back, baby. I got news for you, Jiggs. You ain't no Joe Bowen. Believe you me when I tell you that. Let's do some hockey talk. Let's get Rimmer on there. What do you say? Okay, I'll call him. Here makes the save. Trombley skates by, the puck underneath him, Zingo. He said puck, by the way. Gold stick. <laughs> That's my good friend Dick Irvin Jr. It's two now, the Islanders leading Chicago. Bossy again, and Denny Potvin in the third period. Oh, no, not to these Potvins. Spectrum, the Rangers still ahead of the Flyers. Danny, two to one. Leads into the center ice area. Maloney, clearing it all over the line. Now, you know who that is, of course, the late and not-so-great Danny Gallivan. Highly overrated Montreal announcer. 
Center okay. ice area. It always sounded like he was constipated. Let's see. Uh, ACDC, uh, Dan and Miami says, don't forget one of the all-time greats. Doug Tract, the Grease Man. Right. Well, let's just put the Grease Man. They're not going to know Doug Tract. Took me a second. Right? Right. Nino Grease Manelli. <laughs> the Grease Man. He only got fined, what, about $10 million? About 30, man. Yeah, he's, uh, had his, he's had his run-ins. He's had his run-ins with them word police in Washington. See, so they were able to rip uh, Stuttering John on Howard's sperm this morning all morning. Well, that you know that'll get him by one day. What are they going to do tomorrow? See what I'm saying? Rip him again. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe they're just going to take the easy way out and not talk about it. They're going to pretend maybe that maybe that's the dictum from or, uh, Mel uh, Carlson. We could take the easy way out and not talk. No, seriously, they just won't talk about it, but but I will, because I think the audience deserves, especially our audience, a right to know the kind of chilling that's going on, chilling. It is chilling. There is no such thing as free speech anymore. And so those of you who want to go out and vote for Bush again, who are real happy giving up all your freedoms and giving up all your choices and having like four or five companies hop up every uh, damn thing in life, well, go right ahead. Or vote for Ralph Nader and be an idiot again. You people that go out there and vote for Nader, man, trust me what I tell you, you have to be put in an asylum somewhere. Let's get the straitjacket concession for that crowd. That would be like people who bet on Michelle Brainerd. Oh, I'm sorry, Michelle. She's a sweetheart. I'm, a, I'm sure she is. Well, I'm talking about Pompano Park now, right? Right. Hey, let's talk, about, let's talk about the old drivers. My good friend Dick McCumber, senior man, he could drive one. And Ted Taylor and Billy Popfinger and Tommy Wilburn. Those radio guys? guys. Alex, Alex Winger drove. Fat Rich sent to me, and I told you this, not a couple of weeks ago, the 40th anniversary program from Pompano Park, and they showed... They showed the um, leading drivers and trainers from back when they opened in 1964 at Pompino. Mm -hmm. And, boy, did that bring back some names. It was scary. It was shocking. Frank, uh, Frank Taylor, Alex Winger. Nice going there, Dick Feinberg. Did a good job. If you're looking for some excitement, this is the place to get out to. Pompano Park Racing and Poker. Fat Rich will tell you who warmed up real big in the third race. Cheer for your horse from the rail or enjoy fine dining in the top of the park restaurant on the sixth floor as you watch the only nighttime horse racing in the entire state of Florida. If poker is your game, then match your skills at Pompano Park's fabulous card room. You have to be over the age of 100 to get in, though. Live racing and poker takes place five days a week, including today, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Live racing begins nightly at 7.05 p.m. The poker room is open noon till midnight every live racing day, including today. Coming up this Friday, I don't think so, Troy. I think this is the copy from last week, I do believe. Yeah. See, see Steve Wolf and Troy both screwed up. Last Friday, you missed the second round of the $125,000 Maclebell Trotting Series. And this past Saturday, you missed the second round of the $250,000 Isla Capri Pacing Series and free prize drawings that were going along with it, too. So, too bad you weren't there last weekend, but I'm sure there'll be some real good stuff going on this weekend. And I'm sure Troy Stratford that I was just talking about only moments ago, you know, Troy? I'm no. sure he'll get us a new copy before the end of the week because this is old and outdated and really stale. And embarrassing, Troy. It's kind of like you are, sweetheart. Embarrassing, man. Time to get back to the Dolphins. Do something that maybe you have a little bit of talent in doing because sales work, that ain't it. Easy to get to Pompano Park. It's just a half mile from both I-95 and the Turnpike. And it's, uh, like I said, featuring free admission and free general parking for you every day, too. For more information, the racing schedule, if you want to find out why Troy Stratford still has this gimme account, call Pompano Park at 972-2000 or check them out on the web at pompanopark.com. Don't forget the poker room opens at noon in just a few minutes and continues till midnight. Live racing tonight, 705 at prestigious Pompano Park. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours. QAM. Don't give a shit anymore. Now, a day in the life of three Baptists. Hey, fellas, 
Let's do something. Yeah, I feel like doing something. How's about we go shopping like the Kmart? That's a good yeah, idea. Let's go let's Kmart. Go Wait a minute. What? We can't. Oh, I know. Well, because Kmart's doing a promotion on that there Hercules movie put out by Disney. Disney. All right. Hey, 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 I, I think I got it. What? Well, let's go see the Lost World, that Jurassic Dinosaur movie. Oh, that. oh that's a great idea. Wait a minute. We can't. Why not? Because Jeff Goldblum's in that, and he used to date Laura Dern. Oh, can't go there. Look, there's always a baseball game. I like baseball. I do. Wait a minute. What? We can't. Why not? Because the only game on is the Yankee game. Yeah, so? Steinbrenner didn't do nothing. Yeah, but they're playing the Angels. Disney can't do that. Well, hey, let's watch some TV. NBC's got Third Rock from the Sun. NBC's all right. We can watch that. We can watch it. Yes, hey. Oh, wait a minute. We can't. Why? Because Third Rock stars John Lithgow, who was in that Footloose movie with Kevin Bacon, who was in that Meryl Streep movie, The River Wild, and Meryl was in Silkwood with Cher and Kurt Russell, and Kurt was in The, the Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. Disney! We can't. Oh. Well, hey, 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 look at here in the paper. Luke Perry signing autographs down at the record store. I like Luke Perry. Yeah. Yeah. We can go see Luke Perry. Wait a minute. We can't. Because Luke was in the fifth element with Bruce Willis, who was in Die Hard 2 with John Amos from Good Times, who used to live next door to Calvin Klein. Oh. Yep. Oh, well. Looks like it's deliverance again. Oh, it's still on new. Miguel won't be in this week because he's busy practicing for going Wednesday to see the uh, Passion of Christ. He's passionate, passionate about it. Jesus. Huh? Passionate about it. Is he really? No. Figures. Anyway, speaking of uh, the FCC business and the excuse that Michael Powell and all these other right-wing Nazis are making now that they're uh, cracking down. Most Americans think the exposure of Janet Jackson's right breast booby during the Super Bowl halftime show was crass, but few believe it's a federal case. This according to the A&P. An Associated Press poll found 54% of those surveyed said they thought that the act in which singer Justin Tinkerbell snatched off part of Jackson's boosty and revealed her breast to millions of TV viewers was in bad taste. 54% thought it was in bad taste, which means the other 46 thought it was uh, in good taste. Don't say it. I won't. Only 18% thought it was an illegal act, which means 82% of America thought it was not an illegal act and it was no big timus, okay? The FCC is investigating whether the broadcast violated federal indecency laws. According to the poll conducted by the AP, for the AP by Ipsos Public Affairs, the FCC ought to spend its time on other things. Nearly 80% of respondents said it's a waste of money to investigate. I can see how parents wouldn't want their children to see it, said Diana Foster, a 50-year-old resident of Nicholas County, no relation to Bud Foster, in the central part of Kentucky. But an investigation is a waste of money. Sure, it wasn't very nice, but they're using our tax money for this? Holy cow! Recent polling found a solid majority, about three-fourths, who say they would support stricter rules on nudity and sexual content on regular TV channels. Regular TV channels. Not cable. I guess I should probably read that thing again every day, shouldn't I? Every day. It's scary. Almost half of young adults between the ages of 18 and 29 said the Jackson incident was neither illegal or in bad taste. They thought it tasted pretty good. They liked it. Tasty. Right. Ta-ta. 
although it is pretty uh, frightening to think that a little more than half, 18 to 20-year-olds, must have said the opposite, like, oh, that was terrible, don't do that again, because we can see it on Neil's website anyway, along with the uh, very <laughs> nude Alyssa Milano, right? Right. I mean, forget about that thing. we got more, more of that going on on neilrogers.com than you can shake your limb at. Right. we got the W. Rippin' uh, Hillary's thing off. And you got Rush inserting gigantic, enormous uh, suppositories. <laughs> oh, God only knows where he's sticking those. Rectum. It's therapeutic. It's, uh, and then don't forget that Last Supper thing. That's a beautiful thing, too. Man, our website is so good right now, and you have Eric to thank for it. Nice going, Eric, in spite of moving and all the other important things that you have to do. He is the best this week. Tamarack Movie Theater sued for not hiring security to control unruly retirees. The signs on the box office window of the Tamarack Cinema 5 implored customers not to bang on the glass or make crude comments to employees about ticket prices. Well, what's the deli in Sunrise where they have uh, security guards because the old Jews go there every, every Sunday? Pumpernicks? No, no, no. It, it's not a restaurant. It's a deli. Oh, what the hell is the name of that place? It was a sponsor one upon, once upon a time. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I've forgotten the name of that joint. And if you could see, they got like 15 ankle par paramedics that work in there because the old people are pushing them uh, push carts and knocking each other down and just going crazy in there. Oy! Wow. It's a Jew jam in there on the weekend. It's, it's unbelievable. Anyway, you don't remember that place? No. The discount movie theater in Tamarack, the manager described its patrons as the worst she's ever dealt with, saying their filthy remarks leave employees in tears. And you wonder why Wolfie's went out of business? The offending moviegoers aren't the teenagers typically found milling outside theaters across the country. They're senior citizens from the retirement communities surrounding the theater on McNabb Road. That volatile combination of retirees and unruly behavior recently thrust the theater in the middle of a nationally televised manslaughter case. Now the movie theater's owner and property manager find themselves locked in a lawsuit over whether they should be held responsible for possibly millions of dollars for retiree Irving Rosenberg's death. Rosenberg, 74, lapsed into a coma shortly after Seymour Shuss, 69, hit him, causing him to collapse and slam his head on the ground, a la Bobby Atkins. Authorities allege the 7-inch skull fracture Rosenberg suffered killed him 16 days later, November 24, 2002. The Rosenberg family's attorney maintains the theater chose profit over safety by failing to have a guard or other security in place that night, despite some elderly patrons' previous poor behavior and other assorted problems around the theater. The theater's negligence was so egregious that punitive damages are awarded, said Michael Sobel, the family's attorney. The fact, is clear, uh, the fact is that elderly patrons do not equate to crime, no violence, Sobel said. That's a totally false premise. There have been many other incidents involving elderly people in the movie line, in the theater, and in the plaza. This particular act of violence was foreseeable and could have been prevented through the most minimal efforts of the property owners. An attorney for the theater's owners and property manager called the claims against his clients a joke. Kind of a sick joke if you ask me the whole thing. Yeah. Because we have a bunch of barbaric old farts. We have senior citizens in South Florida who behave like a bunch of animals, man. Like a bunch of crazy people. Oy. Just ask George. He went to the movie this weekend. Oh, man. Crazy people. Yeah. In the wrong theater, no. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, in the wrong theater. This ain't the movie we want to see, Ethel. Let's go over next door. Of course, that warrants a big discussion, a.k.a. argument. Out loud. While the movie is on, by right. the way, of course. And if they do stay in the theater, then they're busy talking. Well, what did he just say? I can't understand the sound. Who's that it's guy? It's not Who's loud that enough. Guy there? Speak more clearly. And I love the one. <laughs> Don't you love it when they're talking at the screen? Speak more clearly. I can't. It kind of reminds me of my mother that day in her apartment. And I don't know when the last time you've been to the movies is or yes. was. 
But uh, it, it, it ain't like it's soft. It ain't like the volume is uh, hard to hear, you know what I mean? As in it's deafening most of the time. Yeah. And still they can't hear it. What is it? Girl Scout, I love this. Well, let's get a few more names on the poll, okay? Because I want to show you a thing or two on this poll. We'll oh, don't show me nothing. Wolfman Jack, 46. He's running away now. Cousin Brucey, 25. Marconi's got 15. Scott Muni, 13. Gene Shepard, 12. Casey Kasem, 11. Dick Purton, 11. Larry Lujak, uh, Lujak, 10. Dick Clark, 9. Murray the K, 9. William B. Williams, 9. Dan Ingram, 6. Bob Collins, 6. Alan Berg, 5. Alan Freed, 5. Herb Oscar Anderson, 3. J.P. McCarthy, 2. Bill Bailey, 2. Brother Wheeze, 2. Greaseman. Greaseman was on WAPE in Jacksonville for about 100 years. Don't remember the Greaseman? I remember the stories about him. WQAM, hello. Alan Berg, 5. QAM. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. How about a Rick D's nuts? Rick D's. Okay, Rick D's. D E S. Can you handle that? D E E S. Okay, got it. D E E S. Rick D's. Mm-hmm. Good. Good work. W Q M. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Pretty good. Got a suggestion for your poll. Go right ahead. I wish it was uh, somebody in South Florida because I would nominate you. But since I'm not really up to date on a lot of other people that are out there, I'd have to say Scott Farrell. But he was just in South Florida, like only a matter of months ago, sir. So. Yeah, but he's not here now. No, that's that's not the question, though. We don't. We just don't want people that worked in South Florida. But I mean, not cousin in South Bruce, Florida cousin at Bruce all. He was in South Florida hundred years ago, but we're, I mean, he's a South Florida radio personality, sir. So. so you're saying someone in South Florida not at all, never worked here? Right. Hmm, that's a hard one. I know. I'll think about it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. We made an exception with cousin Brucey because nobody knew him from South Florida. The only place these people know of Scott, well, they know him from ESPN, but primarily recently from QAM. And like I said on Friday, if you wondered why he got Schmidt can to QAM, and now you're starting to see all the stuff with Michael Powell, and you can't say this and you can't say that, and we're having to delete like over a hundred uh, bits already. And that, that's just for starters. From our uh, DCS here, so you won't hear a whole bunch of this stuff. You won't hear it tastes like a penny no more, I tell you that. No, Don't be hearing that, baby. Or the old sofa king. Got it? Yeah. Or that, or this, or them, or these, or those. Because Michael Powell, he don't like it. We're Sports Radio 560, UAM. One, two, protect us from ourselves. You gotta watch what you say, you better or else. You're busted, you're busted. The worst police are monitoring every Say, not as we do. The worst police, they want to fashion my head. The worst police, they want to fight the night. The worst police, they need. You are violating American American values. If you do 
not confess to being a subversive free thinker. We will kill you in the name of Jesus. You will live as we say, not as we do. conversation going there you go <laughs> so everybody else out there buy extra girl scout cookies i'm gonna if you don't like them give them away or throw them in the old uh, dumpster but go out and buy extra give them to me instead of being annoyed when you go to Publix and those pain in the ass people are see what bothers me is they get you coming and going if i can say that you go into Not the supermarket and it's like well we have alzheimer's we can't remember there's so many people going in and out we we're sorry but we you know harassed you going in and we're going to harass you again coming out mm -hmm. see what i'm saying I don't, I don't like that. But but in this case, if I were there, I'd buy a whole bunch load. I would just give them out to some like homeless people in Sunrise. Or some cheap uh, old uh, Yids. In five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Other than South Florida, who is your all-time favorite, we're not doing, making any inroad. I think you and I and uh, Josh and uh, no, just the three of us, I'm not going to let anybody, we'll have to figure out the uh, lexicon. Right. And maybe Boca Brian and maybe Eric. Well, we can uh, change it every five minutes, just like the brothers do, keep it fresh and interesting. The bit sofa king will be sofa queen. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think they would even notice. Let's see, Gene Shepard. Now, we already got Gene Shepard out there. I just got through reading Gene Shepard's got 14 votes. Oh. I just got through reading that. What about Gene Shepard? Who? Dick Clark's got 10. William B. Williams, 10. Marie the K9. Dan Ingram, 7. Kimasabi. The Grease Man, 7. Bob Collins is a, a 7. Alan Berg, five. Alan's still dead. In Denver. Uh, Herb Oscar Anderson, hello again. He's awful. Three. Dick Biondi, three. GP, and, and after that, small potatoes. Only two for Bill Bailey? That's shocking to me. I guess we don't have too many people from Louisville. Huh? Probably not. Louisville. Don't ever go to uh, Raceway Park in Toledo, by the way. Not likely. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, yeah, I've got another name for the list. Go ahead. Um, Tom Donahue from San Francisco, from KSAN. Okay. And KMPX is pretty much the, the godfather of, of old underground FM radio. All right, thanks a lot. Tom Donahue, you got it? Do I need to we spell it. it for you? Donahue? <laughs> Whatever. How about Tom Clay? Tom Clay from Detroit. And Paul Winter. Okay. You know how to spell Winter? As in summer, w fall, spring. This is, this is summer, fall, winter, spring. M. Paul Winter and Tom Clay, two more great Detroit. Matt, I'll tell you, Detroit, you pretty much the, the godfather of, of old underground FM radio. All right, thanks a lot. Tom Donahue, you got it? Do I need to we spell it. it for you? Donahue? <laughs> Whatever. How about Tom Clay? Tom Clay from Detroit. And Paul Winter. Okay. You know how to spell Winter? As in summer, w fall, spring. This is, this is summer, fall, winter, spring. M. Paul Winter and Tom Clay, two more great Detroit. Matt, Detroit used to be the um, used to be the epicenter of radio yeah. back in the Motown days. And then what happened? Uh, the riots of '67. See, I do agree with Michael Moore on many, many things, but I don't want to. I don't want to go there. You know. What I mean? <laughs> oh, and how come he made us so scared of dark people? You know, those, those little punks, you know, your little Cuban friends, I would take a, a very serious baseball bat to all of them. Yeah. No problem at all. I'd like yeah. to turn their heads into, like, uh, grapefruit. Just okay. squash them. Make room for me. Okay. WQM, hello. Could you? M-O-T-H. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. We'll have like a thousand names on this list by the end of the day, Josh. We you know, let you do a little something. You don't have to answer the phone. Uh, is there any free food there today? No, Josh brought uh, McDonald's for us this morning. Really? Yes. Well, I'll be damned. Wasn't that nice? Mighty white of it. Probably trying to kill you. Twelve minutes past noon at five sixty. Hey, listen, forget about McDonald's unless you're going to leave the bun off. Now, when you go to McDonald's since uh, and Burger King. I don't go to I'm going to do the delight spot here. What? I don't go No, I don't mean you go there, but I mean just generally speaking. I'm wondering if they have, like, uh, do they call it Atkins or low carb? or Because they offer, like, Wendy's has been doing that for a long time, but you have to ask for it. You don't see it on the menu. The um, burgers Atkins style with no bun, and they, like, wrap it up and would like the lettuce around it, and they put it in a tinfoil thing, and that's it. And then, of course, Subway's got those little, uh, the rats. I know we don't go to Subway either, but it would just be nice if more people would do that. Wouldn't it? Or or not. Get fat and die. Who cares? I already am there. All right. Anyway, if you'd like to not be so fat and you're on one of those low-carb, sugar-free diets, here's a store that you're going to fall in love with because they're going to give you the variety to stick with it. Delights of West Boca, the number one low-carb store in America. More and more South Floridians are flocking there every day because they realize that what's going to keep them on that diet of theirs, the low-carb deal, is something with some taste because all of the low-carb diets, generally speaking, Kissam coming to you live from Hollywood with another edition of America's Bottom 40. Brought to you by the Oxy 5 Company's newest acne medication, Oxymoron 5, for pimple-free teenagers. <laughs> and so it goes. <laughs> <laughs> have to be a little quicker on the tape, boys. That's a good joke. We've got the worst songs in America, and we're counting them down. Record stores are showing them. For some unknown reason, you're buying them, and I'm using them as coasters. First, let's review the top three songs on the charts. At number three, Guns N' Roses is singing Sweet Child of Mine. Well, if I had a child around the house today, I'd have these four words for lead guitarist Slash and his cohorts. Stay the hell away. <laughs> At number two, Huey Lewis says, There ain't no living in a perfect world. And especially not for you, Huey, since you don't speak proper English. <laughs> and at number one, George Michael sings, he's got a monkey on his back. Well, I would imagine it's getting a little crowded back there. <laughs> but then again, you probably don't mind. And by the way, George, there are these remarkable shaving instruments called razors. Buy one and lose that. And at number one, George Michael sings, he's got a monkey on his back. Well, I would imagine it's getting a little crowded back there. <laughs> but then again, you probably don't mind. And by the way, George, there are these remarkable shaving instruments called razors. Buy one and lose that silly ass earring. <laughs> Low-carb gas. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what you got from the low-carb diet. A lot of gas. Oh, I got some bad news. Uh-oh. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Patrick McSorley, you know kin to a hockey player, Marty McSorley, who Ooh. whacked Donald Brashear on the side of the head. Patrick McSorley, one of the most outspoken victims in the clergy sex abuse scandal, was found dead early Monday in Boston, his lawyer said. 
McSorley, 29, a victim of defrocked priest John Gagan, had been one of the most vocal critics of the Boston Archdiocese since the sex abuse scandal first broke two years ago. He often appeared at news conferences called by his attorney, Mitchell Garabedian, and criticized the Archdiocese for shuffling abusive priests, including Gagan, between parishes, rather than removing them from positions where they would have contact with children. Garabedian said he received a call from Boston police early this morning informing him that McSorley had died. Garabedian wouldn't comment on the cause of death, saying not all members of his family had yet been notified. Patrick McSorley was the loving son of caring father, a hero to victims of clergy sex abuse, Garabedian said. McSorley had a troubled life. He was arrested on drug charges in July, less than a month after he nearly drowned after falling into the Neponset River. Boston police wouldn't immediately confirm McSorley's death, but a spokesman said they responded to a call of a body found in an apartment in Boston's north end early Monday morning. So there you go. Nice going, Father Gagan. The only problem is he already paid for it, Father Gagan. He's still dead. That's the good news. And the public sits back, and they're all going to run out there to see the Passion of Christ, which will be a nice job of deflecting. Talk about the uh, dog wagging the tail again, or however that goes. Take the attention, the spotlight off all this crap that's flaring up again. Oh, no, we don't care about that. We want to go see all about Jesus. All the good Catholics go there and rub your rosary beads and take all your schmatas and your miters and your wafers and your wine. Have a good time. <laughs> right. All these ridiculous fairy tales that the world is just obsessed with. Here we got a country that's been taken over by a bunch of born-again lunatics, right-wing fanatics who want to take away every kind of freedom, who want to impose on you all of their uh, narrow, myopic view of life, who want to take us back into the dark ages, and are doing a very damn good job of it already, by the way. And anybody in their the right mind wants to give them four more years? No. Like I said, the operative part of that sentence being in their right mind? No. Shame on you, Ralph Nader, you scumbag, you idiot. Even his friends at the nation uh, had an article in there imploring him, don't 27 and Wolfman Jack, like I told you, 66, as in 650 WNBC. Remember WNBC? I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, boy. How are you? Just, just in the course of my lifetime, I don't want to sound like an old fuddy-duddy, even though I am, but nevertheless, watching what's happened to this business. Watson, what's happened to your radio, man, that instrument that used to be so enjoyable, so much fun, so much a companion, so much a part of everybody's life. And if these Nazis now have their way, whatever shows you enjoy, forget about over the air on television, forget on the cable. That's where they want to get at next. That's where they want to get their claws into next. I've got a muscle. Have a little. Hello, this is Michael Powell, son of Colin Powell, who helped ascend me to this lofty position through certain political favors. I'd like to take this moment to talk about the filth that we hear on the radio airwaves, and someday I might even turn the radio on to hear it myself. So I announce from this moment on, all radio broadcasters other than Clear Channel Corporation, not adhering to the dictums handed down by the holy ones of the Saudi Bush royalty, lords and givers of life, father and son, amen, will be stripped naked and medically sewn together by Dr. Laura Mengele to a Jewish child. I urge you to stop this dissenter filth. This message paid for by unaware Republicans and the Nazi bowel movement. Well, speaking of uh, filth, Alyssa Milano is stark naked on our website today. She's our featured nude uh, celebrity. She looks about nine years old. Nine years old. Or she looks about nine, like I said. But she's got big boobies for a nine-year-old, I will say that. Oh, and here's something that probably most people don't care about. I just mentioned this in passing. Now the... WQAM, Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm a little pissed off at this neater guy, man. Yeah. Why is he sticking his nose again in there and just messing it up for all of the Democrats? Because he's got a big, fat ego is what he's got. That's See, the problem. You know, I feel like putting my hands into the tube and just grabbing him by the head and... Yeah, okay, good. Go ahead. WQAM, hello. 
QAM. On line one, which always responds, doesn't it? No. Like I said, the hell with him. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I got five for your list. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks very much for warning us up front, Pally. I've got 42 for your list, okay? Here's, uh, here's my 700 favorite radio. Here's the question again. Other than South Florida Radio, who is your all-time favorite radio personality? Not your five favorites, not your 600 favorites, not your 30,000 favorites. About 30, man. Your all-time favorite with no S. God. Man. Are they, are they ever going to stop doing this? No. No. But it sure is fun. Oh, look at who's on there. Gloria Stefan. Wait, so exactly what your role is. Talking about curing paralysis. Boy, she's paralyzed. Oh, she's right. paralyzed between the ears. What's that all about? She had that injury. Is she paralyzed? No, but I think it was a near miss. She had to have her back operated on and a rod With inserted since in then. there. Oh, was that that boating accident by any chance? No, that was the busing accident where the, the bus. Are they ever going to stop doing this? No. No. But it sure is fun. Oh, look at who's on there. Gloria Stefan. Wait, so exactly what your role is. Talking about curing paralysis. Boy, she's, paraly oh, she's right. paralyzed between the ears. What's that all about? She had that injury. Is she paralyzed? No, but I think it was a near miss. She had to have her back operated on and a rod With inserted since in then. there. Oh, was that that boating accident by any chance? No, that was the busing accident where the, the bus got hit. Oh, that's right. For rehab, they do. Oh, man, there's nothing worse than an accident with Gloria Stefan, like accidentally hearing her try to sing. It's brutal. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am, a lady. Yes, because uh, um, submit my favorite. Go right ahead. The Geeter with the Heater, the Boss with the Hot Sauce, Jerry Blavitt. Jerry Blavitt, that was Philadelphia. Yes, Philadelphia. Okay. Thank you. Handling this now? Yeah, I got you down. Got everything under control? He's got us down. That's good. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty ought to get. Now see, everybody knows who all these people are. I never sure. lived in Philadelphia. I never heard the guy, but I know the name. And you want to know why? Because I'm a radio person. I understand it means I'm an old fuddy duddy old fart, which I am. But nonetheless, I'm from the day when like radio meant something. Yeah. We're just we're just clinging right now, and mm -hmm. I'm, you're obviously well. We've been clinging for six and a half years in this station, but I'm just talking general. But thanks to the FCC, thanks to the big corporations, go stepping in line real fast. See, this is the deal. Nobody's got, even in the old days, nobody wanted to fight back against it. I mean, you know, Infinity would pay the fines as long as they were, uh, they could afford them. It was like a, you know, a pee and a, and a teacup and a peacup. But now that they're threatening to, like, tenfold the fines and also fine for each instance. See? So right. if you have something on there they find is an offense, $275,000, and if you played it ten times an hour or said it ten times an hour, that's $2,700,000 in just one hour. And so needless to say, these people are all goose-stepping real, real fast because the fascists have taken control. It's pathetic, and it's happening right in front of everybody's eyes, and I'll say it again for the 8 millionth time, whether it's Kerry or Edwards or Nader or any of these people, there is, God, there is nobody who's got the courage to stand up for freedom of speech. When it comes in general, generic terms, oh, yeah, freedom of speech, the First Amendment. But when it comes to unpopular speech, when it comes to so-called dirty words and uh, por uh, pornography and nudity, all of these things, most, many of which, if not all of which, are very commonplace in the rest of the world. Oh, no, not in the USA. We're too busy killing people. We're too busy with murder and bloodshed and mayhem. That's a, that's our hobby. Mm -hmm. So you better clean up your act. That's good, clean fun, that violence. 
WQAM, hello. As long as uh, they're on, as you're on the right end. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hi. Sorry about that. I misunderstood. Long John Neville. Okay. Is it any B E L? You got it. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Long John Neville, he was on the air for many, many years. About 30, man. I think about 100 in New York. He was on WOR, I do believe. Long John Neville, N-E-B-E-L. He was a little guy, kind of funny looking. Kind of like Maddie Bell. What about Art Bell? No, Art Bell is on, uh, is he back on? I guess he's back on now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Is he? Or well, is not? Hey, Brian, is Art Bell back on? <laughs> I don't know. I sure hope not. I think he got spirited away by some of them little funny creatures from the moon. Evil spirited away. Right. WQAM, hello. Phil Henry. Phil Henry. Wasn't he on in Miami, I think? Okay. Yeah. Other than South Florida Radio. Oh. Just keep plugging along, okay? Just forget about it. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, I speak to Neil, please. Speaking. Uh, hi, Neil. Uh... It's uh, Gene Shepard. It's definitely with a J, J-E-A-N. And he was, uh, he had a radio show. In yeah, New York. we know who he was. Thank you. I used to play his tapes on KET where he talked to himself. Is he still talking to himself? No. Uh, no, I don't think so because he's dead. So it's J-E-N. Why do we care about how you spell it, okay? That must have been that art guy again. I bet you anything it was. Don't ever do that again, Art. We don't, we don't care about spelling. What difference does it make about spelling, okay? Right. How about Aaron's spelling? That's why we're in radio. Looks and spelling don't count. How about Tracy's spelling? Wolfman Jackie. Hello, Neil. Yes. Do they have to be dead? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Don Imus if they were. Don Imus is your favorite radio personality? No, just if he was dead. Oh. <laughs> Well, how can you tell? Come on, don't be picking on the eye, man. I missed it so boring. What's better than a live radio show every morning on TV? Well, just about anything. But that hasn't stopped MSNBC from teaming. Allah be praised. I mean, I be praised. Ha, I can do anything. It's funny. I woke up this morning and I swear my boobs felt bigger. It is true. Now, cover them up or face the wrath of me. <laughs> From the director of Infidel Liar, Infidel Liar, comes a movie that will have you bowing seven times a day toward the box office. It's Ahmed Almighty. <laughs> oh, damn, you filthy dog. Do not be peeing on sofa. He on the floor, like May I find? <laughs> you never know. Wow, wow, well, I think that's the old QM staff, isn't it? <laughs> Running out there naked as a jaybird. Probably the QM fraternity. Yeah, is the, what that is. I'm because you know they say there's nothing like running naked to the football field. That's what we're teammates. told. That's what we've heard. We'll take their word for it. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil, just wanted yes, to let sir. you know that uh, cousin Brucey does have his own song. It was by. Um, Frankie Galli in the Four Seasons. Really? Still, yeah, he still uses. No, 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 no. But that, no, no. You see, you're missing the point. That that was a uh, they did they did a jingle for Cousin Brucey. Right. Yeah, well, I, I mean, remember it's, that. It's almost like a two minute song that he actually he still. Right. Uses. No, you're right. I remember that. In fact, once upon a time, I had it. Yeah, it's actually on. You can get it on that WABC uh, website that they still have up. Uh, and really, it's, it's still on there. Yeah, MusicRadio77.com. Right. And um, I also uh, with that I have two other people. One Ron Lundy. Okay, Ron Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y, W-I-B-T. From the other um, end of the uh, country, uh, how about Robert W. Morgan? 
Robert W. Morgan, exactly. Okay, thanks a lot, Pelly. Take care. Robert W. Morgan, got it? Got it. We got it. And Ron Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. Can you handle it? So, yeah, he had a jingle. The Four Seasons did a thing. It was like a show open. But then a lot of guys had show opens, for example. Do we, do we still have that in here? One moment, please. Witching. No, we don't. I was thinking of that old Joey Reynolds thing. Yeah, I have my nose up Neil's ass. The old Joey Reynolds theme song. They, they, he also had one of the Four Seasons done. Mm-hmm. Joey Reynolds show. He had that. But uh, I was thinking more like a real regular commercial song, like Clap for the Wolfman by the Guess Who on RCA. I was thinking of something like that. Yeah. Five, well, what do I know? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Frantic Ernie Durham. Frantic Ernie Durham. Remember him? No, where was he? Detroit. On what station? Oh boy, on the black station. Neil, Neil should know him. It's up up in Neil's time. Okay, well I'll tell him. Everything in rhyme, Frantic did. Okay, thanks. Uh, don't put it on. I have no idea what he's talking about. I mean, I'm sure there was such but a person, but I have no know. clue. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask Neil. He might know right. about it. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound. See, it's one of those things that the punks they don't understand what we're talking about because you can't miss it if you never had it. You know? Right. It's like a virgin. It's kind of hard to miss intercourse if you never had it. Oh, I, I say intercourse. Uh, sorry. Well, <laughs> what I really meant to say was it's hard to miss unless you ever had it. You know, it's like it's like a great steak. If you never ate a great steak, you can't you can't you don't know what you're missing, right? Right. If you never put your mouth around a big juicy, then you don't know what it's like. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. Oh, I, did I say intercourse? Uh, Sorry. Well, <laughs> what I really meant to say was it's hard to miss unless you ever had it. You know, it's like it's like a great steak. If you never ate a great steak. You can't, you can't, you don't know what you're missing, right? Right. If you never put your mouth around a big juicy, then you don't know what it's like. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM. Yeah, I bet you have. I'll tell you something. Yeah. QAM. Yeah. Say, was it hard to miss unless you ever had it? You know, it's like it's like a great steak. If you ever ate a great steak, you can't, you can't, you don't know what you're missing, right? Right. If you never put your mouth around a big juicy, then you don't know what it's like. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM. Yeah, I bet you have. I'll tell you something. Yeah. QAM. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, I got a suggestion for your poll. Go right ahead. Symphony Sid from the Hi Hat in Boston. Symphony Sid from what station? From I think WMEX. Okay. Was he there like when Melvin X Melvin and Arnie Ginsberg? Uh, before them. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. All right, buddy. Symphony Sid, you got it? We got it. That's S-I-D, as in Sid the Kid, Sid Levin. How you doing, Sid? WQM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. Hang on a second. Let me get for your poll, but before yeah. I give you the name, I have a couple of things to talk about regarding the poll. Cousin Brucey. Because priests didn't recognize how mentally and emotionally damaging their behavior was. They did good ministry, they were good to their people, they were kind, compassionate, but they had no idea what they were doing to these young men they were abusing, Sneezik said. It was that era of the 60s, most of it took place from the mid-60s to the early 80s, and the whole atmosphere out there was, well, it was okay, it was okay to do. Catholic priests no longer hold such a permissive view towards sex with young men, Sneezik said. Certainly the atmosphere is not present in the church today. The Reverend James J. Scahill, a priest at St. Michael's Parish in East Longmeadow, Massachusetts, 
was criticized at ICs for being too lenient with abusive priests, rejected Sneezek's comments about priest attitude toward the abuse of minors. He's saying priests were that lame and just, for example, in sexually explicit emails to students and inappropriately touching at least one of them. Oh, not a lascivious molestation, lewd and lascivious conduct, and transmission of harmful material to a minor, said Alachua County Sheriff's Deputy Sergeant Keith Falk. It was really disgusting emails and instant messages. I don't know the definition of cyber sex, but he would detail things he w- would want to do and would ask the girls to do certain things, touch themselves in ways that he wanted. We interviewed girls who told us of other girls. Apparently, he was very well-liked teacher who, once he established trust and rapport, would go into very sexually explicit verbal pictures of what he was doing. These girls admired this teacher, maybe were even infatuated, felt special, and didn't really bring it to anyone's attention. Yeah. 27 after 1 at 560 W. That some clergy hangs with the underage, so the big man with the funny hat has come to slap every cardinal's face. A scandal that's peed off John Paul, so they're getting a wake-up call about leaving kids alone. Doo-doo's hitting the fan in Rome But they say we've been good They say we'd never do the Pope They just deny and say no They say... That is because today was the death of radio with Marconi. Oh, I looked it up. And it was? Yes, indeed. See, there you go. Twenty Elmo. Scott Muni, 19. The Grease Man, 19. Larry Lujak, 18. Oh, Larry. Murray the Case, 17. Dick Purton, 16. Danny Room, 15. Dr. Demento, 14. Dick Clark, 14. Pick Dick. Bob Collins, 12. Alan Freed, 11. William B. Williams, 11. Dick Biondi, 7. Alan Berg, rest in peace, 6. Allison Steele's got 6. Chris Thomas, 5. Rick Dees, 5. Charles uh, Lacadera, 5. As opposed to some lack of talents. Arnie Ginsburg, 4. Bill Bailey, 4. Steve Dahl, 3. Herbas Grandison, 3. Dave Maynard, 3. From WBZ. Tom Donahue, too. George Tucker, too. Long John Nebel, too. Brother Wheeze, too, in Rochester. Barney Pitt, too. J.P. McCarthy, too. WJR, Detroit. Boring. Martin Block, one. Oh, and Bob Lewis has got one. Babalu. He's also dead. Look at look at the number of people who don't have any. Wow. That's terrible. Don't you feel bad for them? Of course, most of them are probably dead. Who? These people. Them? These guys. 462 votes. And Doug Jocko Henderson, none. Tom Clay, Paul Winter. Paul Winter doesn't have any. He was a genius. He also had a TV show on public television in Detroit. He was. He had a beard. He was like a real intellectual. Paul Winter, a genius. WXYZ. I see you're impressed. Hmm? What? George the Hound Dog Lorenz, the Hounds Around, Lee Allen, Jerry uh, Blavitt, Bruce Bradley, High Lip, Joel Sebastian, Ron Lundy, Robert W. Morgan, Symphony Sid, and Buana Johnny. Those last. That last bunch has all got the big oh! none. None. Shame on you. Just not honor their memories. They ought to each have like one. Here's a fact that says, Mr. Nader, go away, you little Schmidt, from a county way to the left of you. Plus, it says, remind people to get registered, and I can't read the rest of this. Is it my facts or your... Uh... No, it's, uh, that's how it came across. I see. Please register and vote three or four times, okay? Whoever the Democratic candidate's going to be. I think Carrie Edwards, myself. 
And you clowns out there, don't vote for Pat Buchanan. Don't waste your vote again on uh, Ralph Nader. 92,000 votes in that last election in Florida. All we needed was like uh, a few hundred. 92,000 assholes. Oh, yeah, well, we believe in what he said. Well, that's great, but he ain't got a Chinaman's chance, okay? If you want four more years of Bush, if you want total fascism, if you want them to take away your TV, your radio, and your pop-up toaster, then by all means, vote for Nader. And do the same, make the same stupid-ass mistake again. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, just like the, just like the place to vote. Go ahead. Uh, for Wally Phillips. Wally Phillips, Chicago, WBBM. Yeah, I didn't, I've only listened intermittently today, so I wasn't sure if anybody said him yet or not. You're the first one. Thanks a lot, Pally. Thank you. Bye. 5670560, oh, Wally Phillips, very, very famous. Nobody said him yet. No. Shame on you people. I'm glad he did. I never heard him, though. I mean, there were a lot of guys who were very famous, but that didn't mean they were great, but they had longevity. You know what I'm saying? They stuck around a long time. Showed up to work on time. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. How are you today? Pretty good. I have uh, one for the poll. I don't know if somebody said it because I just turned in, but um, was Sonny Hurst put on there? I have only one question. Why? Sonny Hirsch was a South Florida radio personality all his life, sir. The question is, other than South Florida radio, who was your all-time favorite radio personality? Other than South Florida, Barry Gray. Okay, you got these now? Got him. Now, who else? Jeez, when he just said, uh, oh, man, it was somebody that was so obvious and it just slipped my mind. We can't leave him off. We cannot leave the air until, uh, oh, brother. Oh, uh, KDK in Pittsburgh. How about, uh, well, Ed and Wendy King is two people. How about Jack Wheeler? Huh? Okay. Who? I used to do, uh, when I worked in Sarasota, I used to do phone-in stuff with Jack Wheeler uh, when I was at WSPB in Sarasota. I would call him up on his overnight show, and then I, when I'd get to work in the morning, and I'd do my morning show, and I'd play this stuff back on the air. He was a funny guy, Jack Wheeler. Also, evidently, a real asshole. But then again, it's radio, and that's what we're famous for is being assholes. Yeah. So why, you know, why spoil it? 20 till 2 at 560 WQM. Hey, guys, last, I see this, this is unacceptable, Todd. I, I just, I can't deal with you. Todd Dreck, who was in there this morning, and he gives me, but Todd, you just don't, you can't cut it. You have no clue. You're a salesman like I'm a rocket scientist. You're a salesman like Josh is a uh, open heart surgeon. In fact, at 2.15 this afternoon, Josh will be performing open heart surgery on Todd Dreck in the uh, QM uh, bullpen. That's open face sandwich surgery. <laughs> no, I heard it was open Rectum. surgery is what I heard. And be a, that'll draw a hell of a crowd, I'll guarantee you that. Some people might come in early to watch that and help. Anyway, if you've got a measly, beasley paycheck and you're just making enough uh, to rub two nickels together, you're a salesman like Josh is a uh, open heart surgeon. In fact... At 2.15 this afternoon, Josh will be performing open-heart surgery on Todd Dreck in the uh, QM uh, bullpen. That's open-face sandwich surgery. <laughs> no, I heard it was open-rectum surgery is what I heard. And be a, that'll draw a hell of a crowd, I'll guarantee you that. Some people might come in early to watch that and help. Anyway, if you've got a measly, beasley paycheck and you're just making enough uh, to rub two nickels together, change your life. Get yourself a career by calling Fast Train toll-free at one 866 Fast train because in no time at all they can help you start a brand new high paying computer career and say goodbye to your schmuck boss. In just four short months, Fast Train can really help you get a new high paying computer career, and the demand for computer professionals has grown like crazy. As fast as Todd Rex knows. Anyway, if you've got a measly, beasley paycheck and you're just making enough uh, to rub two nickels together, change your life. Get yourself a career by calling Fast Train toll free at 1 866 
fast train because in no time at all, they can help you start a brand new high-paying computer career and say goodbye to your schmuck boss. In just four short months, Fast Train can really help you get a new high-paying computer career, and the demand for computer professionals has grown like crazy, as fast as Todd Rex knows. So pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. With seven locations, there's bound to be a campus near you. They offer you job placement, financial assistance for guys who qualify. With day, night, and weekend classes, no excuse to stay in a dead-end job, no more. And if you register now, you can have that new high-paying career by the before summer's out. So call them right now and have a big, fat, impressive paycheck like everybody else. Call Fast Train toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, or check them out on the web. At Boy, the way that Napster played. Not a single cent repaid. Two them free tunes sure was great. Times were the days. MP3s downloaded. Every tune from REM. Best if we just knew one day that website would be content. Do you need CDs or tapes? Napster fans commiserate. Gee, that sucks, we have to pay. Those were good days. Oh, it wasn't bad enough. Don Cornell croaked. We got another celebrity death. I never heard of him. Who? Songwriter Bart Howard died. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. From Miles Dancing to Flying to the Moon to Mars. Oh, Fly Me to the Moon, he wrote. Bart Howard, he was 88, and he died. He died? Complications of a stroke. He died? Bart Howard, he wrote, Fly Me to the Moon, and he's dead. And Don Cornell in the same, within just a matter of hours. I'm thinking Richard Dawson. I, I don't know why. Is that, is that bad to say that? No, why? Why would it be bad? I don't know. There, I mean, a lot of people like Richard Dawson. They were big fans of his, and, you know, he was okay. He was funny on occasion, but yeah. he had that gigantic ego that stood in the way. You afraid you're going to jinx him? Survey said... And then, and then, of course, when he tried to make the cut after, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that, after Ray Combs offed himself, and he tried to bring Richard Dawson back on Family Feud, and he weighed 600 pounds, remember? Tragic. And he was wearing those suits that were like about two sizes too small, and he looked, oh, my goodness. Looked like somebody stuck a bicycle pump up his ass. All puffed up. He could barely talk, totally incoherent. Pretty interesting guy. Fine. Fred, you're going to jinx him? Survey said... And then, and then, of course, when he tried to make the cut after, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that, after Ray Combs offed himself, and they tried to bring Richard Dawson back on Family Feud, and he weighed 600 pounds, remember? Tragic. And he was wearing those suits that were, like, about two sizes too small. He looked, oh, my goodness. Looked like somebody stuck a bicycle pump up his ass. All puffed up. Survey said he could barely talk. Totally incoherent. Pretty interesting guy. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on it. But, see, there I go again reminiscing. Well, this is the day for it. This is the final. Talked himself, and they tried to bring Richard Dawson back on Family Feud, and he weighed 600 pounds, remember? Tragic. He was wearing those suits that were like about two sizes too small. He looked, oh, my goodness. Looked like somebody stuck a bicycle pump up his ass. All puffed up. Survey said he could barely talk. Totally incoherent. Pretty interesting guy. 5670560, pound 560 on it. But see, there I go again reminiscing. Well, this is the day for it. This is the final. Tomorrow we start a whole new chapter. In fact, tomorrow, I know this is not as exciting as maybe it used to be. You're going to hear four hours of that. Yeah. Can we tap out what we want to say in Morse code? No. Uh, They're monitoring, man. Are you kidding me? 
The Morse code police are monitoring right now. How about now, they sign don't have language? The foreign, they don't have the foreign language police yet. Yeah. QAM, hello. Maricon. QAM. Hello. Oh, and he did. And now, a message from physicist Stephen Hawking. Good morning. You may have recently heard rumors about my wife Elaine beating me up. These rumors are true. The crazy banshee has a heavier rifle than Oscar de la Hoya. Where are you? Hush, here she comes. Pretend like you are a classroom full of kids. And so students, today's lesson will be... Who are you talking to? Didn't I tell you to shut up? I'm trying to take a beauty rest! Sorry, dear. It won't happen again. It better not, Professor, or I'll show you the steps again! Oh, no. Not the steps. The last time she showed me the steps, I went down those things like a 120-pound slinky. You've got that right. If I hear one more peep, I'll be back. Thank goodness she's gone. Didn't I tell you to shut up? I'm trying to take a beauty rest! Sorry, dear. It won't happen again. It better not, Professor, or I'll show you the steps again. Oh, no, not the steps. The last time she showed me the steps, I went down those things like a 120-pound slinky. You've got that right. If I hear one more peep, I'll be back. Thank goodness she's gone, but she will be back. David, what did I tell you? Where'd I put my Tylenol PM and gin? Roll on over here, sweetie, and give Mama some love. Oh, sweet Jesus, the woman has an insatiable sexual appetite. If anyone is listening to my message, please help me. She reeks of booze and they hold open chicken of the sea tuna cans. Help me. Hello, hello? Yes, sir. I'd like to add a name to the poll. Go right ahead. I'd like to add Al Ballista from CHUM in Toronto to the poll. Uh, how do you spell it? Al Boliska, B-O-L-I-S-K-A. Okay, that's uh, Chem 1050. Chem 1050 in Toronto. Okay, thanks, eh? Thank you. Got it? B-A-L-S, uh, whatever we Wait, said. We got it. You yeah. got it. I'm ready to go ballistic myself. WQAM, hello. Hi. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, how about uh, Gary D. out of Cleveland? Gary D.? You don't remember them? No, I never heard of him. But we'll put him on there for you, though. Thanks a lot. Mike Renner used to work in Cleveland, but, of course, he was in Miami, so he wouldn't be on our list. I just I just mentioned that to kind of clarify as we're thankfully coming to a close. You were right. This is a LS, uh, whatever you we, said. We got it. You yeah. got it. I'm ready to go ballistic myself. WQAM, hello. Hi. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, how about uh, Gary D. out of Cleveland? Gary D.? Hey, don't remember them. No, I never heard of him. But we'll put him on there for you, though. Thanks a lot. Mike Renner used to work in Cleveland, but, of course, he was in Miami, so he wouldn't be on our list. I just I just mentioned that to kind of clarify as we're thankfully coming to a close. You were right. This is a great poll question. Yes, it is. No, there's nothing wrong with the question. I mean, Manashtana Halala Hazeb. Why is right. this any different from any poll that we ask? We ask one thing. I read the question, make it very simple. Oh, i got 20 or 30 guys. All right, and then they right. come up with, uh, you know, didn't he invent that thing that you put in your car so it don't get stolen? Yes, he did. The loot jack. Murray the K, 17, the Swing and Soiree with Murray the K on Winds 1010 New York. Like I said, those are the days personality radio, real radio stations. Not this direct, not this damn it. It's like, it's like out of a cookie cutter. It's like out of a factory. It's, it's, a, it's criminal. And then this baloney with the, the FCC. Well, you know, if we deregulate even more, it's going to give people better choices, <laughs> better variety. <laughs> right, right. And I'm going to find $40 million in cash in my mailbox today. <laughs> Dick Beyond 9, everybody else was pretty uh, teeny and tiny. And a whole bunch of. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, this is Scott Burrell. And when I'm up in Boca Chica slapping old women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. Yeah, I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers Fair and Balance one to two hours. <laughs> I thought Christianity was fairy tale. Absolutely. This religious thing was not for me. Uh, no! They held a big convention. They let me in for free. I had no idea what I was about to see. Oh my god. They were speaking in tongues. That made me a believer. It was kind of fun. To stick it out of my mouth. Speak in tongues. They got me believing. My tongue is weaving from side to side. <laughs> The Lord will now embrace me I clap my tongue to the beat Now, whatever I do, he'll forgive me Because now I speak in tongues That makes me a believer And I'm having fun Playing around with my mouth Now I speak in tongues Oh, this is hysterical. I just saw from uh, your close friend Lynn's website, an article from, yep. the, from the BBC News. Morning sickness, that's spelled with a U, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Morning sickness is a religion. Britons are feeding their own egos by indulging in recreational grief for murdered children and dead celebrities they've never met. Think tank Civitas said wearing charity ribbons, holding silences, and joining protest marches all indicated the country was in an emotional crisis. <laughs> the Brits have uh, got the Schmitz. Mm-hmm. The author said that morning sickness was a substitute for religion, to which I would say, all right. excellent, good choice. Pilot's such a good guy. Yeah, there we go, that Pontius Pilot crap again. Here's some good news, finally. It's about time we had something uplifting. Here's something really good. Local black leaders plan Tallahassee protests, says the Herald. Bishop Victor T. Curry, who generally is a pain in the ass and an idiot, but he's finally doing something worthwhile, as opposed to, like, bitching about the Neil Rogers show. Bishop Curry is spearheading a march on Tallahassee set for next Tuesday that is aimed at changing Governor Jeb Bush's policies on the FCAT, workers' rights, and affirmative action. Marchers will protest those issues at the state capitol on Tuesday. During a live radio broadcast this week, Curry, along with other dignitaries and religious leaders from Dade's black community, expressed concerns about Bush's policies. Well, it's a little bit late, but better late than ever, Victor. The march was intentionally scheduled for the opening day of the state legislative session when the Capitol will be bustling with legislators and lobbyists. It will also coincide with FCAT testing. And you know what I say? I say F the FCAT. That's what I say. And F Governor Oof. Bush, too. Oof. Big fat cow. No, that's okay. No, we just have another blip, a little thing. No, we don't. Thing. No, we did. Not unless you start putting vowels in there, man. You I'm, better get yourself a vowel transplant. I'm or trying to movement. tell you, we just had a power glitch. Yeah. Blip. That's what I was trying to say. Trying to say with what? That we just had a power out thing. Well, are we back on? Yeah. So what's the problem? Nothing yet. Josh, beat him over the head with that the Louisville slugger, please. Just one time. Maybe I'm maybe time. on both sides of the head. 859 votes. I think you're, you're right. We're going to make our 1,000. No question. I think we can do it. WQM, hello. 
I don't think we're going to get anybody on line seven, though. Look at that. Yeah, I'm here. Like I said, there's somebody on line seven. How are you doing, Pally? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Good, good, Uncle Neil. Me too. The, um, the first thing that Jesus is going to do when he comes back is to get 12 Jewish lawyers and sue everybody for royalty. Oi! Okay, not a bad idea, especially uh, on these cups and other tchotchkes that they're selling. Right, right. Now, what I, wanna, what I want to give you an idea. Uh, Please. The things is that you cannot say now because of Michael Power and, and his uh, fascist elements. Yes. Say it. Those words say in Spanish and then put the translation in the Internet. No, thanks. No? Well, no, see, I was actually going to do, in fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to do a new lexicon. I don't even want to put any of that on the Internet. I don't want to explain, well, this means this. I don't want to do that because then what they'll do, being right. as devious and dangerous as they are, they'll say, well, you're not saying the exact word, but we know what it means and you're showing everybody what you're saying. I I'm not going to do that. It's like laying a trap for yourself. No, well, thanks. Anyway, without the word or with the word, you still got a listener here. Amen. Well, Thank God you. bless you. Okay. Arrivederci. So, now, we got subtitles yes. for the show, you know. All they have to do is look at the bottom of their radio. Yeah, just look at the bottom of the radio. Just like, in fact, the subtitles are in Aramaic and Latin, which is very exciting. And, of course, you might get the Spirit of the Lord by uh, listening long enough, please. The Spirit of... Oh, God. We hope. We can only pray. Oh, I'm sorry. 859 votes. We need another 141 to get to that 1,000 mark by 2 o'clock. Can we do it? Uh -huh. Will it happen? Uh -huh. Well, maybe. And maybe not. Although you'll enjoy Joe Zagaki tomorrow. Old penis face. You can still say that. Can we? Why not? Right. Nobody said we can't say penis on the air. That's a very um, medicinal kind of word. Very um, disgusting. Outrageous. That is not. <laughs> I don't know where you're hanging out. Oh, that's right. I forgot you're hanging out in the uh, QMT room where the, uh, it's overflowing in there. <laughs> wow, that is so typical, man. Par for the course, Greg. You run a hell of a ship, baby. Even Noah would be proud. And on the day that I didn't wear my hip waders. And speaking of those bubble mices, those fairy tales about Daniel in the lion's den and Moses part of the Red Sea, how about my favorite? And that, of course, is uh, the ark, Noah and the ark. Sure, that happened. I told you we used to, in Rochester, there was a chain of uh, hardware stores called Noah's Ark. That was the name of the operation. And I used to, people would say, well, where did Noah get the nails to uh, put that all that wood together and build the ark? And I said, Noah's Ark in Rochester. Right. Oh, and speaking of Catholics uh, and uh, stuff like that, I've told a story long ago, and now is a good time to mention it again, because I noticed some of the people who have seen this movie, it's rekindling memories of how they were abused before the Vatican finally said, oh, well, we forgive the Jews, they're not so bad, they never stole a freight train, etc. In fact, the Jews aren't too crazy when they see a freight train, it brings back a lot of bad memories. But at any rate, uh, when I was a little kid growing up in Brighton, New York, Rochester suburb, right across the street from a Catholic school, no less, and my two best friends were Jimmy uh, McGuire and uh, David Larimer. What a memory, huh? Very good. I remember David Larimer because he was really cute. But at any rate, Jimmy uh, McGuire was ugly. Of course, he's Irish. But uh, they were my two best friends. And, you know, time went by. And then one day I come home and we're like in the garage, I believe. And we're like talking and whatever. And uh, all of a sudden they both like descended on me. And why did you kill Jesus? Well, why did you? And I said, I didn't even know the guy for Christ's sake. And that was the wrong <laughs> answer. And they just proceeded to like beat me a little bit, you know pound on me and I had to run in the house very disturbed and dismayed and not understanding why my two close best friends were beaten on me because they were taught in Catholic school right across the street that the Jews meaning me killed Jesus hate let me say it again religion breeds hate and intolerance and you'll notice that all the ultra religions always use quotes from the Bible well the Bible says this and the Bible says to excuse their intolerance and hate of anybody who ain't just sure. like them the Bible says this is our land hate as a weapon I mean religion is a weapon well same thing Interchangeable. Pathetic, sad, tragic. 
WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, how are you? Pretty good. Hey, listen, uh, you know, some of the gay marriages, at first I couldn't figure out why people were so up in arms. I just thought it was like a Christian, ignorant, and hate kind of thing. Yeah. I met somebody yesterday, a born-again, and I kind of was, was, I was mortified, and I have to share this with you. You know, my point was very simple. It, it mimics yours. It's just it doesn't concern you as a heterosexual. Who cares if they want to do it? How does that affect you? Yeah. Especially how does it affect you as a Christian? And yes. her answer was that, you know, uh, it's one nation under God, and if, you know, we are on the right side of God, we cannot as a nation support an abomination because then God will turn his back on this country. Well, there's an easy way to solve that and just take those two words out of there. It didn't belong in there in the first place. The, I, I, uh, the I, Bible I, thumpers I, inserted those two words. When I went to school, there was no one nation under God. I, I understand that completely. She said, well, our founding fathers, they were they were Christians. I said, well, they, were they were Most of them were theists. Most of them weren't Christians at all. She's full of crap. I know, exactly. Time to go buy a history book. I could not believe it. And it was all, of course, the Calvarian Chapel, the Calvary Chapel people who are just oh my God. fanatics. Yeah. Fanatics. And the other thing on gay marriage is, uh, you know, that's not on your poll is, uh, do you even support marriage in general? Because I sure don't. I want to know why they want to make a mistake and get married in the first place. Exactly. That's the best it's, point of all, man. We talked about that last week. The their best their point. choice, uh, you know, whatever they want to do. And in closing, can I hear Sofa King? <laughs> yeah, sure. Good luck to you, Pally. Oh, brother. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. See, now he said he said it very nicely, though. You notice that? Yes, it was very nice. I think Boca Brian should like redo some of these bits like that one. I can envision as Sofa Queen, especially with all the stuff that's in the news right now, right? Yeah. What's funny about that, though? The old Sofa Queen. You ever see her? No. Well, it's... go out. Check the reception desk. <laughs> It's 11 past 1 at 560 WQM. It's the last mortgage you'll ever need. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible. Incredible. Oh, don't be speaking. Nope, no pick it up on this show, please. We don't know what you're saying. You pay zero closing costs, zero application fee, zero credit bureau fee, zero discounted points. Get yourself that unbelievably new low interest rate of just 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, your payments are only 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance or get a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you'll never, ever pay closing costs again. So call them today, toll-free at that new number. Call 1-866-395-LEND. Get that low-rate mortgage you deserve, then move on to your next property with no further cost or expense. Again, you pay zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees, zero closing costs. Even when you move to another property, you can't beat it with a stick. So get yourself the new unbeatable low financing rate of just 1.25% and the only one mortgage from Financial Group and never pay closing costs in your life. Call them today, toll-free, Financial Group. It's 1-866-395-LEND. 1-866-395-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Restrictions uh, apply. Rate subject to change monthly, 4.21 APR. Live and local, this is Sports Radio 560 QAM. Right-hand man of the Taliban, second only to Bin Laden. On the land to my house he ran, now he's hiding in my basement. And you thought it was over, they got Saddam in Iraq. Well, the joke's on you, you pathetic boo, cause one of them came back, Mula Bula Omar. He's a terrorist for Allah. 
I tried to tell a reporter, but none of them wanted to hear. He's an evil dude with a bomb or two, and no one cares he's here. Ooga Booga, I think that's what he said. It's 117 at 560 WQM. Tucker, I read your facts just now, and uh, the answer to your question is, I'm not going to read the facts, but the answer to your question is yes. You following me? No. You didn't read the facts you just sent me? Oh, okay. No, I didn't read it. The answer is, oh, you should read that one. All right. Here's one from Ray who says, your frequent comments on the Nazi-like tendencies of the Republican Party are right on as usual, and you are, of course... Absolutely correct, sir. The following are some excerpts from the online journal on the Bushmeisterman family. The article is, away, is way too long to send all of it, so hopefully you find this interesting, which I did, Ray. Christopher Simpson's blowback was praised by journalist Seymour Hersh as the ultimate book about the worst kind of Cold War thinking. Nora Levin, director of the Holocaust Archive, Gratz College, said... The full story on this country's shameful, cynical collaboration with Nazi criminals hasn't been told until now with the publication of Simpson's book. Investigative reporter Christopher Simpson says in blowback that after WW2, Nazis were given CIA subsidies to build a far right-wing power base in the U.S. These Nazis assumed prominent positions in the Republican Party's ethnic outreach committees. Simpson documents the fact that these Nazis did not come to America as individuals, but as part of organized groups with fascist political agendas. The Nazi agenda did not die along with Adolf Hitler and moved to America, or a part of it did, and joined the far-right wing of the Republican Party. Uh-huh. Simpson shows how the State Department and the CIA put high-ranking Nazis on the intelligence payroll for their expertise in propaganda and psychological warfare, among other purposes. The most important Nazi employed by the U.S. was Reinhard Galen, Hitler's most senior Eastern Front military intelligence officer. After Germany's defeat became certain, Galen offered the U.S. certain concessions in exchange for his own protection. Galen promoted hyped-up Cold War propaganda on behalf of the political right in this country and helped shape U.S. perceptions of the Cold War. One thing is certain. The intelligence agencies know the scope and extent of Nazi involvement with the political right in this country. It's a shame they keep it hidden from the majority of the American people. Thank you, Ray. I'm going to go out and get blowback by Christopher Simpson. I'm going to put that right over here. Hey. How do you like that, Nazi bastards? Makes sense. It sure makes a lot of sense to me. And, of course, the ties between... Uh, Prescott Bush and the Nazis is well known, well right. documented. Why should uh, that rocket guy be the only Nazi we hired? And the ties between um, who Werner von Braun? Werner. And the ties between uh, the Bush family and the Bin Ladens is very well documented. And how come still nobody's answered the question of how the Bin Ladens were allowed to fly out of the country when nobody, and I do mean nobody else, was coming or going? Huh? Shut up, you. I see. <laughs> oh. oh boy, I'm telling you, what a wicked web. Uh, how does that go? I'm speaking to that. How's the Bob Weaver doing? That's such a shame. Channel 6, you're a bunch of... Speaking of Nazis, there you go. 907 votes. I think we got a shot, man. Like Jimmy Johnson would say. 907. Where do you think... Uh, what? Where do you stand on that proposal? A constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. 907 votes. I'm all for gays to have the right to marry. 449. I don't care about the issue. It's divisive, 236. I'm against gay marriage, but against an amendment, 122. And I agree with Bush, 100, 11%. And let me say it again if you tune in late. CNN yesterday, and they changed it this morning, as they are apt to do. But they had a poll starting, I guess, with that fat, obnoxious Lou Dobbs. Although Lou Dobbs is really turning against the Bushmeister because of this outsourcing of jobs. He is foaming at the mouth every night. Good. More so than usual. But at any rate, they started the poll on there, and throughout the early morning hours, they had a poll, and the question was, should the U.S. Constitution be amended to ban gay marriage? Yes, 42%. No, 58%. Out of over 300, almost 350,000 vote. 
So I think, like I said before, you're making a gigantic mistake, Mr. Presidente. Keep doing it. Keep pandering to those right-wing uh, nuts, because the fact of the matter is that most of the country, like I said before, ain't a bunch of religious fanatics. Just you and your uh, circle of good friends. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, you must have peace. How are you? Okay. Uh, good. Did you see that bitch that almost went over to Falls yesterday? No. Before sure? <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. How come you didn't tell me this stuff came in? What stuff? The good stuff. I didn't get any of it. WQM, hello. Neil, how are you today? Okay. Happy Wednesday to you. A happy Ass Wednesday to you, sir. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I just got married yesterday. I'm oh, bad happy. move. So, so sorry. I really don't care about it. Whoever marries who, as long as you're happy with the person. There you go. Hey, um, do you remember? I think it was about a year and a half ago when Ashcroft uh, in the uh, Justice Building uh, covered up the woman's breast at that statue that was given to us like 200 years ago. Do I remember? I, that was. Is, I think that was that was Jesus Jewish? I beg your pardon. I think that was Asinine by Ashcroft to do. Yes. I just well, good luck here, Pally. Uh, stay married for a couple of weeks. You'll love it. 5670560, oh. pound 560. We're not going to make it to the end without an outage. What do you mean by that? We've had five in the past one minute. Five what? Of those uh, power, we've been sitting in the dark. And the well, when that's happening, are we going off the air? How, how, how should we know? Hey, how about somebody tell us in there, somebody in the building, if we're on the air or not, nah, okay? That would be nice to know, you idiots, nitpick. you clowns, you. I mean, you talk about a bunch of non-responsive goofballs. How come Muff ain't running? How come she ain't screaming? He and said what? It's raining. The sky's falling. It's yes, raining. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's not what we're looking for. We'd like to know if we're having uh, on-ear interruptions or what. We've got a very important goal here today. We got 914 votes on the poll, and Josh says that if we don't get to a thousand by uh, two o'clock, he's going on strike, and we'll definitely not take over those bedtime stories so that Eric has to continue with his life of whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> So we're trying to do a radio show here. On a, and, you know, see, if I would never have said anything about, what? about this whole FCC thing, oh, yeah, yeah. and I'm proud of this, we could have continued doing the show. Well, in your case, I mean, I'm still panicking. Mm -hmm. But uh, I could have continued doing the show, and nobody would really have known that anything had changed. But I don't believe in that because I think that what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So Howard Stern and Infinity are getting cut back. And if Bubba the Love Sponge got canned in Tampa, I mean, these are all things that affect the whole industry, and the public has a right to know about the kind of repression and censorship and lunacy that's going on. Am I right? Absolutely. You bet. Even the Molmeister agrees. So, I mean, you know, the fact that we wouldn't play, you, I mean, who the hell would even realize if they didn't hear the sofa king bit, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't even know, they'd forget about it. So right. that one guy keeps requesting it. By you the way, Jeff saying? says we would have been notified if we were off the air. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, is she a clown or what, huh? Wow. I think too much time in the keys is making her into kind of a silly goose myself. 5670560, oh, although he said he can't pass up a silly goose. Gander. WQM, hello. Nice talking to you. Well, maybe they're off the air, whoever's on the other end. WQM, hello. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm very concerned about the fact that this is an R-rated movie. Yeah. And who's going to be watching that the children are not in this movie? This is nope. one of the big, big things on the right wing. You can't go in and see an R-rated movie. If that you're is correct, 17. unless it's about Jesus, right? Exactly. Is someone going to be raising a stink or the uh, 
police going to be there pulling the kids out? Hell no. Well, I think something should be done. I'm very insulted that children are going to be seeing an Well, they, they've had all kinds of psychologists, and they've had all kinds of articles saying, whatever you do, do not take your children. So you know what that means, that people are going to take their kids. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. By the way, you are not off the air. You have not gone off at all. Thank you so much. See, we have to ask our fine listeners because our program director is busy and they're diddling the uh, the other guy. Well, that's what do you expect from management? Exactly that. A lot of diddling. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. So we were not off the air. How do you like that? Because if we'd have been off the air, Duff would have been ringing, Oh, Greg, we're off the air. What do we do? He'd been crying. By the way, did uh, Duff get a hold of uh, Troy Stratford yet and get some answers to our questions? I don't know. No, he did not. See, tomorrow's the last morning I'm going to ask about that, and then I'm going to come right down there. I'm going to pass on my vacation. I'm going to come down there, and I'm going to start kicking some serious ass, Troy. I'm going to start screaming and just shrieking in that place, just carrying on like a like a child, ranting and raving. Do you believe me? No. Do you believe I'm going to pass on my vacation so I can come down there and straighten that screwed-up place out? No. No. But it sounds pretty good. Come on, Troy, get with it. What happened to you, man? Ever since he got suspended those couple of days when he was diddling uh, Scruan or somebody at the Christmas party, ever since then he just ain't the same no more. You know what? He used to be a really good guy. He used to be on our side. Now he, he's just on his own side, like kind of laying on the floor back there. Come on, Troy. Butch it up a little bit. Hey, if you'd like to butch your paycheck up a lot, here's the way to do it. Get a career. That's right. Get some skills. And the way to do that is to call our good friends at Fast Train. Toll free. The call won't cost you a thing. No obligation, but it might change your life in a really positive way, even more than that movie. Call Fast Train today, toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. You can start a brand-new high-paying computer career, and in just four short months, you can be doing it and getting a big, fat one that goes along with having some training and a big paycheck. That's right. The demand for computer professionals is growing like crazy. So call Fast Train today at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And don't forget, with seven locations, Fast Train is bound to have a campus close by you and very convenient for you. Fast Train offers job placement, financial assistance for people to qualify, and they've even got day, night, and weekend classes, too. No excuses, no more. So if you're working like crazy and not getting anywhere in life, if your life is like on a treadmill, here's the answer for it. Get out of your rut and call Fast Train today. Check them out of the web first, FastTrain.com, and then make that call that can change your life in a real positive way. Call toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Live, live and local, we are Sports Radio 560, QAM. Hello? Who's in my cupboard? It's the gay Indian in my cupboard. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Finally, a movie for homosexual children. Hello? Gay Indian in the cupboard. Can I shower with you, little boy? Gay Indian in the cupboard. Where are you, gay Indian? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Hey, how did you get in my pants? Gay Indian in the cupboard. Question. Can we get some shelf paper in here? You know, like a magenta or something? It's just... Gay Indian in the cupboard. Can we shut that crap off? This is one red skin who wants some shutters. One thirty-one, and of course, the gay Indian in the cover will probably be on CNN several times tonight, and MSNBC and Fox too, to represent the so-called gay community. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of that, here's a uh, the Dear Mary thing on uh, that website. 
It says, in the spirit of the successful online campaign, MoveOn.org, we're accepting donations to help publish Dear Mary ads in newspapers and magazines all across the country. And there's a website, DearMary.com, that lets you send a postcard, at least it's in the form of a postcard, to Mary Cheney, the daughter of the vice president. They just showed on CNN again a minute ago the uh, 19, the 2000 president, uh, the vice presidential debate okay. with Cheney and Jew Lieberman and showed him again saying, that uh, when two people want to uh, join whatever kind of relationship, it's not the government's business, and he supports it 100%. And you're just a liar, Cheney, and a fascist. So anyway, here's what the postcard says. Dear Mary, Vice President Cheney, your father recently said he would support adding anti-gay prejudice to the U.S. Constitution, making you and millions of other Americans second-class citizens. As an open lesbian has worked for years as a public advocate for gay civil rights, you are in a unique position to defend yourself and your community in this dire hour. Won't you join us in publicly opposing this bigoted, un-American proposal? Sincerely, a concerned citizen. Says, web visitors, please replace all the text in this box with your own public letter to Mary, preferably signed with your first name, city and state, then click submit, and we'll post as many as we can. And you can check out some of the other postcards on that website, DearMary.com. So maybe some people in this audience would like to send a postcard to Mary Cheney. Dear Mary, come out, come out, wherever you are, sweetheart. And what's that gold wedding band on your ring finger? Huh? What is that thing doing? It's just decorative. Is that what it is? Sure. And where has that been? Oh, I'm sorry. That was a little close, right up against the no, edge there. Don't I mean, has that thing that been edge. in your nose? Well, maybe she's had her finger in the old nose. There's nothing pornographic about that, although there might be. I think that's coming up that's next. That's insertion, son. <laughs> 962 votes we better get with it if we're going to make that thousand or josh is going to be doing the show all by himself the next couple of months he'll be spinning the hits five six seven oh five sixty oh now speaking of spinning the hits you almost forgot guess what station boys and girls is on the verge of going under and maybe already is right at least financially going bankrupt I hate to tell you this, but all you classical music blue noses out there that were screaming and carrying on with WTMI when Cox and Schmidt canned that format and put on, what did they put on? Is that MIB? What, what? Oh no, that's the, uh, that's party. Party, party, right. I remember a couple of years ago when they Schmidt canned TMI and they put on party. Yeah. They were the same ten uh, songs they were playing over and over again, The Rude and, uh, whatever. And everybody was having a nervous breakdown, all those suits. Oh, we have to have our classical music. So WKAT, because uh, the Haitian melodies didn't do it, and there's nothing else they can put on to get an audience with that horrible signal there. So they went to a classical music on AM. Oh, man, went over like Halava in Saudi Arabia. Right, just like that. And so what I'm hearing from what George told me this morning is the rumors are that they're either in bankruptcy or they're filing or they're like Aftorus. How do you like that? Speaking of Aftorus and other uh, cold sores and herpes, Half of young Americans to get sex diseases. Better watch it, Josh. All the stuff I'm hearing about you and his 30, 40, 30, 40 girlfriends out there. Well, you better use uh, get your rubber booties out, okay? 50. <laughs> it says half all young Americans will get a sexually transmitted disease by the age of 25, perhaps because they're ignorant about protection or too embarrassed to ask for it, according to several reports. The reports issued yesterday, publicized by two nonprofit sexual and youth health groups, said... There were 9 million new cases of STD among teenagers and young adults aged 15 to 24 in the year 2000. 9 million. They said the U.S. government's policy of preferring abstinence-only education would only increase those rates. Oh, yeah, just say no. Just say no. Does it work? No. No, that's why you just say no, because it doesn't work. For the 27 million young Americans under the age of 25 who have had sex, 
The stakes are simply too high to talk only about abstinence, James Wagner, president of Advocates for Youth, said in a statement. Given the prevalence of STDs, young people need all the facts, including medically accurate information on condoms. Oh, no! The Pope is going to have a nervous crap about that. The reports released jointly by the Advocates for Youth, a nonprofit group advocating sex education, and the sexual health-oriented Alan Guttmacher Institute pull together information from several different publications. You notice how fast I said pull together? I saw. They include a Centers for Disease Control and Prevention report in the latest issue of the journal Perspectives on Sexual and Reproductive Health and a University of North Carolina report based on interviews with teens and young adults. Approximately 18.9 million new cases of STD occurred in 2000, of which 48% were among persons aged 15 to 24, almost half. Holy moly. It said three diseases, genital wart, oh, yeah. a parasitic infection called trachomoniasis, and chlamydia. I'm not pronouncing that right. Trachomon trachomoniasis? Sounds good. It's bad. And chlamydia accounted for 88% of all new causes of cases of STDs in 15 to 24. Wart virus is the major cause of cervical cancer, while chlamydia can cause infertility. Wart virus is genital warts. Oh, uh, man, when somebody walks up to you and says, warts new, I'd run like hell. Gentile warts? Gentile warts. In fact, if you go to see The Passion of the Christ with Mel Gibson, you will get gentile warts. Absolutely. That's what I'm hearing. Joe Bastard. Christ killer. Let's see. Here's the facts from Dan who says, I read a couple of articles yesterday how they've stepped up the squeeze on Osama and they even have him narrowed in an area only uh, so many miles in diameter. Didn't we talk about that? Yes. Yes. Dan says, that's probably bullshit, but it made me think that even though I'd like to fight him as dead as uh, the next person, finding him would make Bush look like a genius and probably guarantee his reelection. And like I said the other day, Dan, maybe they got him locked up somewhere already and they're just waiting for the apps appropriate moment to like say, oh, look, we just captured Osama, your mama. I don't think that's going to change all that much. No. And you remember the days when they were telling us, oh, well, Al-Qaeda's finished. We've, we've disemboweled them, and they're useless, and they can't that's do right. this. And now all of a sudden, these new threats are coming in. And the uh, George Tenet was peeing in his pants in front of Congress testifying yesterday and saying, oh, yeah, well, they're, they're just as capable now, if not more so. You don't think that the attack on Iraq had anything to do with that, do you? <laughs> oh, I just mentioned that. The world is a better place. Just a joke, yeah. It was worthwhile. 977, we're going to make the thousand votes. Just relax, Josh. He was starting to sweat a little bit, thinking he was going to have to do the show all, all by himself. And we're not talking about just doing the show on the air. We're talking about all aspects, sitting, uh, playing the right. spots, answering the calls, screening the calls, sure. or answering them, and writing faxing, copy. Faxing yourself the uh, faxes. Mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't fax them here because I'm not going to be here. Right. I'll we'll make the anyway. thousand votes. Take a look at those results, boys and girls, okay? 977 votes on that. Constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage, one of the most pressing things no. not on the minds of most Americans or anybody else in the world. As America continues being the laughing stock of the world, Neanderthals. 977, I'm all for gays to have the right to marry, 50.5%, 494. I don't care about the issue, it's divisive, 248. I'm against gay marriage, but against an amendment, 130, 13.3%. And I agree with Bush. 107, a mere 10.8%. By the way, you want to hear more about the uh, movie? Across to bear the sin of all of us. And therefore, we're all responsible for Jesus' death, not the Jewish people, not Pontius Pilate, and not Judas. They may have had a part in all that, but the Father gave him up to die. Oh, stop. This is so, oh, it makes my head hurt. The Father gave him up to die because the Father's a loving God, and he wouldn't do anything so sick and disgusting and grotesque for your father. I mean, you talk about you talk about S and M, and the woman I called before about R-rated. It ought to be X-rated. 
violence the likes of which has never been seen. And that's what the whole Bible is full of, killing sure. and violence and mayhem and flesh and bloodletting and all of this crap. All God orchestrated and uh, commanded, by the way. Mm-hmm. Raping uh, young virgins, too. Exactly. And by the way, you remember that song by CSNY, Treat Your Slaves Well? No. God liked it. It was his favorite. 21 till 2, we got the Mad Dog coming up at 2, the Humper at 4, uh, the Hebrew Hammer. By the way, I think uh, Hank uh, wants to disavow that uh, Christ-killing crap. You got the uh, Panther preview at 7. The Panthers hosting my Toronto Maple Leafs, 7.30 night. Better butch it up a little, boys. I'm telling you right now, you guys are in a coma. Ottawa lost last night to Montreal. Got a shot to move back into first place tonight, boys. Crack it up a few notches, man. Mats, let's go. Alexander, let's get with it. How's my buddy doing? Alexei Ponikarovsky. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Rimmer. No, I thought you were going to talk about his zits. Come on, Alex, you're okay in my book. The Pony Man. Alexei Ponikarovsky. See, what do you know about hockey? Nothing. About as much as Denise Potvin. By the way, Denise, shut up on the game when you're just driving me nuts. Just shut up already, you idiot. You homophobic frog idiot. Pompano Park is holding its biggest night of racing for the season this Saturday, February number 28. It's the Isla Capri night, headed by the $160,000 final of the Isla Capri Pacing Series. But that's not the only action on the track, as Saturday's program also has the $75,000 Mac Lobel Trotting Series final and the $50,000 Red Bowtie Invitational. I remember Red Bowtie and Terry Kerr. Remember Terry? Hey, Terry. How's it going? And the first 4,000 fans at the track Saturday, starting at 6 p.m., will get a free, a free Isle Pace T-shirt. Do you get that? A Friel Isla Capri Pace t-shirt. There will be free vacation drawings for trips to the Isla Capri casinos in both Biloxi, Mississippi, and Arlukaya on Grand Bahama Island. A free family fun night and live music. Arlukaya on Grand Bahama Island. What is that? And a free family fun night and live music, too. That's on Saturday. Don't forget, this Friday, February 27th, there will be a money machine at the track. Fans can enter for free to win a chance to grab $1,000 in cash and betting vouchers all throughout the night. Just a half mile from both 95 and the Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to. And best of all, because South Florida loves free, Pompano Park features free admission, free general parking every day. Live harness racing in the poker room open every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in Pompano Park. Poker starts at noon, goes till midnight. Live racing starts at 7.05 p.m., including tonight. Call Pompano Park for the new racing schedule at 972-2000 or check them on the web at pompanopark.com. Don't forget a gigantic weekend of great racing this weekend, of course, five nights a week at Pompino Park. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM.
on the tailgate of their truck. Whoa, I'd love to know, I'd love to know what Christians do for fun. <laughs> sit and stand and eat and sit back down again and chew. And wash it all down with a 12-pack of fruit. Live a life of boredom up to heaven you'll go. God only smiles upon boring assholes. Oh, oh, oh. I'd love to know, I'd love to know, I'd love to know. Yay, yeah, I'd love to know, I'd love to know, I'd love to know. Thank goodness. One forty seven at five sixty WQM we got a thousand fourteen vote on that poll. I'm not gonna read it again because you can take a look at it for yourself. Uh, I saved the best for last today. Remember I started reading you this before the show this morning? Yes. About uh, 13 days. The Iraqi monkey crisis. <laughs> monkey. Mark Engler, a writer based in New York City, is a commentator for Foreign Policy and Focus and for the Global Beat Syndicate. He says, I haven't watched 13 days recently, but I think it's safe to say that if George W. Bush were president during the Cuban Missile Crisis, we'd all be dead. In the fall of 2002, on the 40th anniversary of the crisis, President Bush tried to evoke John F. Kennedy to justify his impending attack on Iraq. As President Kennedy said in October of 1962, Bush quoted with brazen disregard for irony, the world community of nations cannot tolerate deliberate deception and offensive threats on the part of any nation, large or small. Of course, there's no real comparison between Saddam's scheming and the deployment of Soviet nukes a short swim from the Florida coast, but now that the Bush administration mentions it, there is a point to reflecting on the analogy. Not only does it demonstrate a disturbing level of delusion within the White House, it raises frightening questions about what would happen if Bush actually faced a serious threat. Last February, Colin Powell put on a Def Leppard-esque multimedia extravaganza at the U.N. in an attempt to awe the other delegates with an irrefutable and undeniable case against Iraq. Powell tried to replicate Kennedy-era U.N. Ambassador Adlai Stevenson's presentation of reconnaissance photos that pinpointed Soviet missile sites in Cuba. Reflecting on the beauty of his PowerPoint presentation, supposedly showing Iraq decontamination vehicles, Powell boasted this was my Adelaide moment. It didn't quite work. Despite Powell's conservative estimate predicting a stockpile of between 100 and 500 tons of chemical weapons agents, the Iraq survey team discovered zero tons of weapons agents upon sweeping the country. Since then, menacing stockpiles of deadly chemical and biological munitions have morphed via White House spinsters into weapons of mass destruction-related program activities. Homework-related activities probably wouldn't have gotten you past your third-grade teacher. On the other hand, national service-related planning activities sounds like a pretty good description of the president's time in the National Guard in Alabama. While Stevenson was able to convince the world of imminent danger, Powers theatrics failed to make other countries hop on a bandwagon. The White House liked talking about the stately coalition of the willing, 46 members strong at the start of the war, but Palau, Micronesia, and Iceland do not fear some allies make. Nor does Morocco. A March 25, 2003 article in the Washington Post reported that According to the UPI wire service, Morocco's weekly newspaper claimed that Morocco has offered 2,000 monkeys to help detonate landmines. An official, <laughs> an official at the Moroccan embassy could not confirm the presence of monkeys in the coalition of the willing. Willing monkeys or not, when we look at the way President Bush dealt with a fake threat in Iraq, we should all grow the more concerned about the way he would perform if confronted with a real one. In recent weeks, Bush has gone on the air to defend his decisions. Seeing the president in action outside of Top Gun dress rehearsals and fake turkey deliveries has been less than encouraging. Against all evidence, he is doggedly held to the idea that Saddam Hussein was dangerous with weapons, like a woman heavy with child. 
And with the game on the line, President Bush went with the Dr. Strangelove defense. I'm a war president, he said. I make decisions here in the Oval Office in foreign ma policy matters with war on my mind. Yes, indeed he does. But war on the mind is not what averted a probably unpleasant nuclear exchange in 1962. Let's hope that Bush will learn something from his Iraqi missile crisis gone wrong. Unfortunately, I fear if he discovers that Kennedy's approval ratings rose more than 13 points in the wake of the famous late autumn confrontation with the Soviets, he may again draw a dubious lesson from history. We can't know, of course, whether GW will be inspired to dream up an October surprise, but anything is possible. As President Bush says in regard to Iraq, it's historic times. Good article. Yeah. Where's those 2,000 monkeys, huh? I want one. <laughs> wow. Oh, and guess what? What? This is going to get that fat uh, Lou Dobbs upset again. Treasury Secretary John Snow yesterday defended U.S. corporations' right to send U.S. jobs offshore to cheaper labor countries and said a more productive source for jobs might be found by breaking down global trade barriers. Snow was asked on CNBC, the gambling network, whether he would advise U.S. corporations to reduce the rate at which they're outsourcing U.S. jobs by having them perform to countries like China and India. I think American companies need to do what they need to do to be competitive, and as they're competitive, it's good for their shareholders, it's good for their consumers, and it's good for their employees, Snow said. He added, enterprises that don't succeed don't create many jobs. Right, it's good for their employees, the ones who are collecting unemployment until it runs out. Right. They're former employees. And, last but not least... See, I said some good stuff for the end. Good. I mean, I could take some of these calls, but this is a little bit more important, perhaps. Maybe not. Well, wait a minute. WQM, hello. Hey, got Dr. Neal. Speaking. Hello, Neil. Quick question. Yes. Anywhere in the world right now, do you think there's a place where we should be involved taking uh, on a criminal or enemy or someone that's bad? That's bad? If we were going to take on all the, bad, all the bad people in the world, man, we wouldn't have any time to do anything else. Okay, but prior to 911, prior to getting involved with what they did to us and then doing what we did, yeah. do you think we should have taken care of Osama bin Laden prior to 911? We tried. We uh, screwed up big time. We had a chance when he was in Sudan. They offered to give him to us, so we screwed okay. up. Okay, so being that you said that, that we should have taken care of Osama prior to, right? based on the information that we were given at the time, yeah. you know, you're not okay with us taking care of certain things now based on the information that we're given at this such time? As, such as what? Such as what we just got done with in Iraq. We, we got done? Okay, call me in the morning. Let me know when we got done, what the date was, okay, you Mission idiot? Mission accomplished, didn't you see what the What we banner? just got done with in Iraq. There are two more dead American soldiers today, by the way, you jackass, you imbecile, you fool, you. And I, and I took that call instead of reading this thing. Oh, man, what a moron I am taking care of business, man. Go flex your muscle out there, okay? Go get your uh, solo flex thing in there and flex it a little bit. After you all, idiot. he could have maybe done something to us in the future if he wanted right. to, maybe. That's sort right. Of, he was a bad man. You know, he asked the first question, like I just got through telling this idea of bad man. It's like, again, like you're talking to seven-year-old children like Michael Powell. Right. Grow up already, will you, you simpleton? He was a bad man. And by the way, he was a bad man that we put in there in the first place, like most of the people we put in. My, my and locals. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. I'm dying over here. Anytime they see that we're lagging in the cold, they provide a headline that will lead you by the door. Say, they say, 
Stopped.